Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to For Geek's Sake. My name is Al Sterling in the studio today with producer Dan. Hey, everybody. And co-host Liz. Hey, guys. And we shoved him back on camera because why the hell not? Uh, technical director Eli's here. Finger guns at all of you beautiful people. The audience, not at the table. That's our finger gun sounds, I guess. Uh, wait, 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 wait. What does a laser sound like? Pew. Yeah, pew, pew. You know that. Pew, pew, pew. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's I feel like going zap, but I know that was wrong. <laughs> no, you're right. It is wrong. Lasers go pew, pew, pew. This is the thing. This is a question that we posed to people one day, and, and the, the responses that we came back with were incredible. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's, I don't understand. It's just pew. There's yes. no other answer. It, well, it's pew, pew. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you want to be technical. It's pew, pew. Right. I mean, I guess it depends on the laser type, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean is this is a blaster, or is this... Right. A- Anyway, we got uh, uh, we got a bunch of things for you today. Uh, probably we're going to talk a little bit about the, all of the horrible, evil things that are happening to children online. Yay! Not just children, also teenagers and adults. Like all of the terrible things happening. Hooray! So we're gonna <laughs> yay. Uh, we've got a bunch of other things to cover as well, though. Um, you know, so what's not on the official roster, but we got to discuss for a second, of course, is Jessica Jones. Yeah. Uh, so spo- no spoilers, no spoilers at all. Right. Guys, um, I, guys, I got a Fuego take. Uh-huh. Go ahead. You do your thing. Well, you can't announce a Fuego take. Well, that's the not. point is that like I'm going to drop the Fuego take. After our and burn it all. After the mind. Oh. After you take. guys talk about how much you love Jessica Jones. All right. Well, no, so reviews have been coming around saying that this was worse than uh, Iron Fist. That this was their worst it's, outing ever. It's certainly not their best. Yeah. Have I, you finished, Dan? No. Okay, where I'm close. I, I I think I have two to go. And I'm on episode I think four or five. Yeah. Um, I tried to finish the last episode of the first season last night. <laughs> Little behind, are you? I struggled through the first so so I feel like I have been like pressured by society to like Jessica Jones just because <laughs> it is a show about like a strong independent female uh-huh. that like kicks ass and I'm a strong independent female that kicks ass and I think that my take is that I just don't think it's a good show. Hmm. Okay, so <laughs> I don't know how society pressured you to like that one. I'm not tracking that one entirely. Um, but it's, for, it's a very internal feminine thing, I guess. Okay, no, that's fine. I want to be clear that you're wrong. <laughs> Uh, and then your opinion is wrong yeah. when it comes to Jessica Jones season Cause one. Because that, that's how this works. Uh, I mean, I just want to, that's what I'm here to do. So here's, here's my, here's, I will, I will explain my Fuego take. And then Al will mansplain. Yes, I will mansplain. It's not about, it's not mansplaining. It's just Al, explaining it's facts. It's Al-splaining. Yeah. Yes, it's a very special kind of like <laughs> asshole version. I mean, even more. <laughs> ass- anyway, go ahead and you tell me. You know, the boy's self-aware. Yeah. yeah. So we got to give him credit for that. So, um. I personally uh-huh. like my entertainment to be entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> <In the sense. laughs> that sounded real bitchy and I know it and I'm sorry in the sense that Jessica Jones is very dark and it brings up a lot of very dark, very like realistic, you know, unlike things. the red wedding. <laughs> no, 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 no. There's a huge difference. between. Nobody, I get what she's saying. Nobody ever slit my entire family's throat at my cousin's wedding. That's true. But I have been in situations with men before that are not great. I have uh, been at a cousin's wedding that I wanted to slit my throat. (laughs) (laughs) 
I don't know if that's the same thing or not. I feel like so that's so that's my take on it. I think okay. I think that well, Jessica I, Jones is just too dark for me to really thoroughly enjoy. It. Like I feel icky when I watch the show. Like I feel sure. not good in on on the inside. I mean, and I would I, I I I'm tracking. I think that and this was the thing that I think when we're when we're talking about it from a more. Uh, uh, from a macro level, I think, especially in comparing season one to season two. Um, what I loved about season one, what I loved about Jessica Jones was it had this dark, gritty, noir feel to it mm-hmm. that I think is lacking in season two. There's a little bit of that. I, I think um, you, you are pre-turn. You know, the Netflix shows tend to have that. Oh, the, am I still in the, in the, Netflix, turn. the Mar- Marvel the Marvel Netflix slump? I don't know that it's necessarily a slump in this season. As it is just a me. So, uh, so here's my question: the difference between without without giving away any spoilers, the difference between season one and season two. I think my problem is that I just don't enjoy watching a show where the protagonist is just getting shit on over and over and over and over again, and things continuously get worse and worse and worse and worse for them. Right. Is it like that in season two? Well, I think it's, part of the issue is that it's a very different flavor in season two. It is. It is. But there's part of the thing with Jessica Jones is she also shits on herself, like she. Constantly sabotages yeah. herself. Yes. Okay. Can I just? Can we just put out a which, spoilers which, for which, season which, one? Which real is quick? also very real, and I don't need to watch that. Right. Well, I don't. <laughs> I don't, don't want to spoil, spoil season, season one. one. No. No. Let's not. Let's not do any spoilers here, because I think Jessica. It's been two years, and we did an episode on it. All right. Sp- season one spoil. Well, sp- season one has a very specific antagonist that is, you know, the Purple Man. This guy that's been screwing with her for years now. Right. Mm-hmm. Season two does not have that built-in. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, function. Okay. So okay. Now it's it's a little more nebulous. Now it, it it starts off with her being much more in her head about trying to dissect what's happened to her and how does she move on from here. Oh God, that sounds worse. That sounds like the last four years of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of. Uh, so I yeah. don't want to do this again. <laughs> well, and that's fine. And I do, and I, and I know that. I, in all sincerity, Jessica did season one. I mean, we, our, we, when we broke down season one, we brought in women, uh, uh, some women from the UCF Victim Services. Department. Oh yeah, like, I mean, it was trigger warning a, after trigger warning after is, trigger warning. Yeah, it's just a thirteen episode trigger warning. Yeah. So I get. I mean, I absolutely get it. If that's not, you know, that's not everybody's cup of tea. I really enjoyed. I loved David Tennant as Kilgrave. Mm-hmm. I loved the heavy noir feel, uh, and I loved Christian Ritter? Ritter. I loved Christian Ritter as as Jessica Jones. I thought yeah. she brought a lot to the character. Here, season two does not grip me in the same way that season one did. I think it's better than Iron Fist. Yeah, it's it's clearly better than Iron Fist. I think it's better than Defenders. You're dealing with a situation now where it's more of she has this gap in her memory mm-hmm. where she doesn't remember how the powers were attained and all Ooh. that. Like we establish in season one that there is an accident mm-hmm. and then when she recovers from the accident now all of a sudden she has powers we dig more into figuring out what happened during that time lapse here mm. this is much more even though it doesn't have quite the noir feel it's much more detective story and there are a lot of times where I caught myself going ooh they're showing her using her detective powers yes not just her superpowers yeah. something yes. that that's lacked from really everything Batman that we've received over the last 25 years. Okay, no, and that part I absolutely agree. And that part I'm still enjoying. But I'm only in episode four. So I don't know if we'll do a full breakdown. We got so many other things coming, so many other movies <laughs> dropping, so much other topics to go. So I don't know if we'll get to do a full breakdown. What we need is uh, to launch some new channels and do some new content. But that's, mm. uh, you know, we'll have to keep a lie on the Patreon and see what happens next there. Okay, moving on. So uh, and, and actually, this week in Geek, uh, first up, Mark Hamill. 
has gotten his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Hooray! Mm-hmm. Huzzah! Congratulations, Mark. Uh, got out there. Oh, look at the sweet boots that he's wearing in this image that you found, Dan. Right? Mark Hamill's got some style. Or he's got good stylists. Whatever. <laughs> I always liked, I love the sport coat t-shirt look. I can't pull it off. No, no, no. no. Add that to the list. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's just also, I, also can't afford a sport coat on podcast seller. <laughs> it's also true. Also very accurate. Uh, but yeah, man, he got a star and people in Hollywood and just, uh, the, the crowds mobbed him and everybody freaked out. He also uh, mentioned in an interview recently that he was feeling really, really guilty about bitching about uh, Luke and all the last Jedi. Yeah, and, he backpedaled uh, real hard mm-hmm, from that, which, yeah. you know what? I kind of I kind of lost respect for him for backpedaling because feel how you feel, man. Well, <laughs> but also maybe like don't come for George Lucas that hard. <laughs> no, you can go for George Lucas all you want. <laughs> yeah. It was Ryan Johnson. He was going for yeah. uh, Fair. And even still, I mean, I get I, I get it. I mean, yeah, one way or the other. At, at the Hollywood Walk of Fame, it's kind of one of these things where it's like the Valentine's Days of honors. <laughs> like it's a completely <laughs> made up Hallmark BS. Welcome thing. to the Hollywood Walk of Fame, where the points are made up and and, and you pay. Else matters. You pay for the start. You Do you to, really? Yeah, you have to buy the damn thing. Oh, you have to pay like twenty grand for that thing. <laughs> what? Well, that's yes. there's a board. Uh, there's an approval board. You have to submit like an essay saying why you should why you're worthy or so somebody has so to sponsor not, you. So it's not someone actually awarding it to him. It's him going, give me a star. Basically. <laughs> well, that puts a whole different spin on it. Because this. Adam West tried to get on Aww. for like 30 years and couldn't get on Aww. until uh, this guy basically jumped on board and started to go fund me and got him on the walk of fame. Like R. it's R. a whole big thing. Yeah. The walk of fame. Is Screw this thing. Move on to the next right? This is now a very sad story. <laughs> You just cor- the only reason I didn't bring it up is the Walk of Fame. Like, well, the only reason I didn't bring up the Slack is so I could bring it up on the show. <laughs> yeah, if I'd have seen that, we wouldn't have. Damn you! <laughs> Speaking of things that you're forcing us to go over, why don't you talk about this one? Okay, so uh, Al's favorite franchise, I think, in all of comic books, is Teen Titans Go. Right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. your favorite. Yeah, no, it was amazing. They took all of the really intelligent, character-driven work from the original Teen Titans animated series. Mm-hmm. And just shat all over it. And kind uh, of put it in a SpongeBob uh-huh. Powerpuff Girls <laughs> format. I think my right? favorite right. thing in the entire world is how passionate that you get about cartoons. <laughs> and I don't mean that sarcastically. Yeah. Well, it's it's very, something very endearing about it. One of my favorites. <laughs> one of my I favorite still episodes. Sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> no one ever takes me seriously. It's fine. <laughs> one of my favorite episodes of any show is on Teen Titans Go. The hamburger versus burrito mm. fiasco. It's a uh, Beast Boy versus Cyborg. Yeah, yeah. That actually it's sounds a, like a debate the two of you would ha- have. But it it's would be a full episode of them just having the argument that ends up in a giant battle of you know hamburger it's, monster versus burrito monster. Hmm. Well, they're getting their own movie called the Teen Titans Go hang to on, Movies. Hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh-oh. Hang on, hang on. Oh, Fuego take coming up. <laughs> Burritos or hamburgers? We're not going to start this. Burrito. No, no, no. Like, like the show. No, you started it. No, no, yeah. no. Did you just say burritos or hamburgers? Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was what he said. The whole his favorite episode was this whole thing about them having a fight over a burrito, which was better, a burrito or a hamburger. If that's your favorite episode, you've got to have a, a take. I mean, <sighs> no, burritos are not hamburgers. No, no, no. Burritos or, or hamburgers, oh. which, are, which, are, which are better. Oh, okay. Burritos. 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 Then hamburger. You can't just disagree with the sake of disagreeing with me. I mean, that is why I waited and made you go first because I knew you would disagree with me just to disagree with me. 
We all know burgers are the correct answer. No, burritos are the correct burritos answer. Burritos are the correct answer. Oh, you're wrong. But guys. You can't put a burger in your pocket, bro. You shouldn't. You shouldn't put a burrito you, you in your shouldn't, pocket. You shouldn't, but you could. <laughs> you did, you oh, never, my God. Well, you anyway. True story. I have put both burritos and tacos in my pockets. But you couldn't hang out in that Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> the, the car was doing 50. It was a uh, It was doing 30. <laughs> you were lucky. No, that it was, still could have really hurt you. No, it was doing between 50 to 55 miles an hour. That's what the paramedics <laughs> Every said. five years, it gets higher. <laughs> anyway. As the car should. was going 100 miles an hour. <laughs> All right. Teen Titans are going to the movies, and that's what they're actually calling the movie. Teen yeah. Titans go to the movies. But uh, great news. We have, uh, <laughs> they have cast Superman. As Nick Cage. He finally, he, he finally triumphantly gets yes. his Nick Cage revival. This is very exciting for Nick Cage fans, which I think are probably only me and Dan. No, no, I'm absolutely not a Nick Cage oh, fan. I'm a, I'm I actually, hate Nick Cage. I actually like him. I'm very excited about this, but I'm like, I think I'm like ironically a Nick Cage fan. Oof, yeah. There was a, there because because I'm a millennial and a hipster. Uh, there there was a yeah. Halloween where a group of friends and and I all dressed up as various different Nicolas Cage characters. Tell me you were Weatherman. Uh, no, I was um, H I McDonough from Raising Arizona. Oh, oh okay. nice. Mullet and mustache and Hawaiian shirt the whole nine. It was the only recognizable character that evening. See, thank you very much. I loved. Uh, I loved. I still love Gone in sixty seconds. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think that movie's fantastic. National Treasure. Uh, National Treasure is pretty good. I enjoyed uh, Con Air. It's a stupid movie, but it's fun. You know, he's right up there with Jennifer Gardner for me. Those two, I just don't like in any. Aside from Electra, I cannot name a single movie Jennifer Gardner was in. Daredevil. No. Wasn't was she, she in Daredevil? Yeah. Wasn't she like? With she, him played in Daredevil? Yeah, yeah, she, she played Electra. Yeah, she played Electra. Yes. But I guess, so, so I guess that's a crossover, and it doesn't count. Jersey Girl. Oh, God. Was she in Jersey Girl? Yeah. yeah. That's why it sucks. It's actually kind of a cute movie. Anyway, so Nick Cage is doing the voiceover. Yeah, speaking of Jersey Girl, actually written and directed by Kevin Smith. Um, years back in the 90s, uh, Kevin Smith wrote uh, famously a script for, what was it called? Superman Lives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that ended up getting tanked, and then eventually we got the Brandon Routh Superman Returns, which uh, mm-hmm. had Kevin Spacey in it, so... There you go. I didn't think Spacey did a terrible job as Lex Luthor. No, and that's not what he did a terrible job at, Al. That's not why we don't like Kevin Spacey anymore. <laughs> no, no, I get that. But <laughs> but he was one of the more redeeming parts of that movie. Right. Yeah. I mean, All things strictly, aside. Yeah. Yep. No, no, he was not. That whole movie was about a real estate deal. It was a Superman movie about a real estate deal gone wrong. I still maintain that mm-hmm. Kevin Spacey makes a decent... I mean, he's a disgusting human being, right? Yeah. I'm not trying to get past that. Just ignore the part. Uh-huh. But I mean, just, I mean, he's not a bad. He's not a bad Lex Luthor. He does a bad guy well. He I does, mean, yeah, well, shocking, yeah. shockingly. Yes, I right. wonder why. <laughs> he does. He's more comfortable <laughs> in that role, I, I guess. Right. But that one was actually supposed to be a continuation from the old uh, Chris Reeves movies, which is actually what what you call it was also supposed to be Nicholas Cage. No, no, no. Right? The new this wasn't the Super Superman Returns. No, it was not. Yeah, it was it supposed to be set? No, that was Superman Returns. The other one is Man of Steel. That's right. an origin story that's straight up brand new. Right, right. No, no. I'm sorry. Superman, so Superman lives and Superman returns. Superman lives never happened. Got right. Canned. Right. No, I'm, I'm tracking that part. Instead of making that, they made Superman Returns with Brendan Routh, who is now the Adam on the CW. I get that part. What mm-hmm. I'm saying is that Superman Returns... Was I thought supposed to be a continuation off of the Christopher Reeves movie? That's exactly what I just said. Then what? 
<laughs> Superman Returns with okay. Brandon Routh. So Superman Lives was supposed to be a reboot. Yes. Okay. That was a whole new thing. Jesus. Did we just who on who's on first this thing? We did. All right. Are you happy now? <laughs> so, yeah, he gets to live his dreams of being Superman. Yay for and, Nick Cage. And probably the worst version possible. You know I what? Don't know. He'll never turn down you, a role. You don't know <laughs> if Teen Titans go to the movies is going to be the worst possible version of of uh, Superman. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I was thinking through. I don't know. I mean, Man of Steel was true. I mean, BVS. I mean, there's BVS. Yeah. I have a lot of little blind spots in my my memory when it comes to Superman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Things I, mean, I just not don't gonna, remember. I don't think Christopher Reeves' memory has anything to worry about. Uh, but, but if you're checking out the uh, the YouTube channel, that is the official screen test for his costume from Superman Lives. Yeah, perhaps it was better that Kevin Smith didn't get to do that particular. Yeah, well, he wasn't directing; he was only writing it. I believe uh, what's his name, uh, Edward Scissorhands, and. All that. Oh, Tim, Tim Burton? Burton. Tim Burton, I believe, mm-hmm. was going to direct. <laughs> uh, let's move on. I'm yeah. not even. I'm not even uh, coming off of Batman and Robin. <clears throat> oh, um, so uh, up next, Washington State has passed their very own net neutrality law. So you know we've been tracking net neutrality here for a minute. Yep. Net neutrality. Washington State is the first state to pass an actual law uh, requiring net neutrality. And if you're getting confused, net neutrality is good. We want net neutrality. Um, so they pass a law that, that, that outlines everything that's got to be done. There are several other states that have done this by executive order. The, the, the governor of the state has passed it as an executive order mandating it. However, uh, executive orders can be overturned with, at any time, uh, whereas, a chain, whereas a law is a little bit trickier to do. So it outlines a whole bunch of stuff. So this is good. But what we really need to see is one of the big states um, passing it. And I think we may see that. Yeah. California, New York, Texas, Florida. I'm actually very surprised that California didn't move on this faster. Well, I think, well, California is, California is a much larger state and things move a lot slower there. Yeah. Whereas Washington's probably got like, what, 75 or yeah. 80 people in it. <laughs> so they just get out. Well, yeah. Have you ever been to Washington State? I know. Seattle's, I know. But I mean, it's not, I mean, when you, when you talk about in terms of, of, of overall votes, I mean, to give you an example here, um, shifting gears, talk about textbooks for a second. There's, uh, when, whatever textbook that Texas decides to use, a bunch of surrounding states also have to use because... Population, population, just the numbers just dictate they kind of have to. Yeah. So the same thing is kind of true here. If what if you know Washington State does it, that's one thing. But if California, Texas, Florida, New York, if one of those states passes a net neutrality law, mm-hmm. now they're going to be forced to do uh, 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 to kind of start accommodating for that, and it makes net neutrality more difficult to not do. I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, what may end up happening though is they'll end up having. You know, a bunch of these states, you, you basically would get the, the that the big center section of the country um, will not have net neutrality. I mean, they don't have Internet, so. And uh, <laughs> when they don't have net neutrality, it's going to have a negative impact on the information they can garner, which mm-hmm. one could argue is a problem that they're already experiencing. So um, now what about the big multinationals? Like which ones? Like Google, Facebook, these these companies that don't really necessarily. Oh, that are strongly in favor of net neutrality. No, they, I mean, the, yeah, the, they the, are. Yes. Yeah, no, the big, the ISPs are the ones, are the, and, and to be clear sure, here, yes. like we talked before, this isn't because Google and Facebook are altruistic companies. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're the ones who, they're the ones who stand to get hosed by net neutrality from a financial perspective. Financial mm-hmm. point, correct. So they're in favor of it, which is the only reason that we've even got a chance at net neutrality surviving, uh, because there's enough trillionaire companies that are in favor of it. 
And Bing is located in Washington. So, yeah, sure. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not saying that, they, that these companies like Facebook and Google and things don't want industry net net neutrality. What I'm what I'm asking you is, the companies that are multinational, you know, int, uh, international, you know, who, who oh, no, okay, it okay. normally requires the federal trade commission or, or somebody at national level to to take a case against them for anything to happen. Right. Like the states usually don't have much authority in those type of cases. They have a tough time without, you know national help right so and we'll see what happens because i think on the national stage the fcc because what, what the fcc has done and this is an important an important kind of a nuance here what the fcc has done is said that you're allowed to do it mm-hmm. so if we break it down from just a pure very simplistic constitutional law anything that is not restricted by the federal government resi- th- that authority resides with the state so the federal government is saying that you can you know, that this can be either way. Then the states, from a pure constitutional level, have the right to retain that re- retain that ability for themselves. And so the state, I think, is on a decent legal standing uh, from a broad strokes. And I'm not our senior legal correspondent. No. That belongs to T. Bradford Petrino Esquire mm-hmm. of Corshack and Associates. <laughs> but um, I think you know, in, in broad strokes, that would be good. So, and I think California is going to be the next one to watch. I think California is the next most likely. New York is likely. Florida and our own home state. We're we're dealing with a uh, daylight savings time thing right now that's distracting us from many important issues. That so. and uh, don't forget, we have an absolute outbreak, a a public health crisis yeah. um, called pornography. Right. Yeah. And arming teachers. Wait, and what? So, and what? arming teachers, yes. Uh, nope. We'll no, talk no, about no. it later. We're going we're gonna to keep going. Florida's just being very Florida right now. Oh, cool. Uh, but yeah, so Have way to go, Washington State. Chad. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, up next, uh, Elon says, I've got a little This Week in Elon update for you. We got one from Dammit DC. Mm-hmm. Is that a Dammit DC? You're Superman, Nick Cage? Uh, I think so. Yeah. I think Teen Titans go to the movies as a Dammit DC just on its face. Yeah. Um, <laughs> The, so bouncing over, we got some this week in Elon here. So speaking at South by Southwest, uh, Elon just kind of, you know, happens to mention that um, he that he thinks we're going to be ready for short trips back and forth to Mars by the first half of 2019. So, so he's so moved excited. it up six months. Right. I'm so excited. I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see Mars with my boo. Uh, you and, <laughs> well, he also mentioned that his, dog. He <laughs> also mentioned that very quickly, as soon as this happens, there will be a whole new economy starting up there. Because yeah, oh yeah, we're gonna need Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, get it, Starbucks. Yeah, because it's in space. Yeah, you save that shit for your mom. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so back and forth to Mars. He says first half of 2019. He acknowledges that occasionally his uh, his timelines are a little ambitious, mm-hmm. a little optimistic. One might say, but yeah, whatever. We're good. But he's got a car floating out there waiting right for now. Him. Hey, we got knocked out of the hyperloop, right? Uh, yeah. Like that ain't happening. Mm. Yeah. We, yeah. Florida was not, was out of the running for the hyperloop. Okay. So he can't give me everything I want and I, I get it. I'm actually okay with holding off on the hyperloop. Let's let some other state do it first. <laughs> and once they, why nothing that Florida's ever done has ever gone wrong. I mean, Florida is one of the worst places to do the hyperloop. Don't you think? I mean, we're already having issues with our beautiful underground river systems as right. it is. So let's <laughs> yeah, not just we, go uh, bearing trans- whole transportation systems. Well, the Hyperloop yeah. wasn't going to be buried. Oh, that was the uh, the bore. That was the bore company. Yeah, yeah, Hyperloop yeah, was that right. Yeah, and they're, then oh. they're, they're doing that in California where we're not. Shame on me. Directly. I'm getting all of his uh, brilliant ideas and companies mixed yeah, up. It it's hard. It makes <laughs> up. Well, you know, what's interesting, too, is he also mentioned that uh, uh, that both that uh, uh, Tesla and um, SpaceX are alive by the skin of their teeth. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, like there's a whole bunch of stuff. Like there is a little bit of what Elon does. That's a kind of a house of cards. Um, oh yeah. For a long time, he was cash poor, right? Like he sold PayPal. I believe it was. And immediately bought SpaceX and Hyperloop and all these other companies mm-hmm. and was just broke cash poor for like the first year. Right. So buy some flamethrowers, support Elon. Yeah. Right. He sold Come out. on, guys. He, he sold, sold out. He so sold out. Make more. Uh, Supply but yeah, demand. So that's, so that's what's going on there. So he says we're going to get back to March 2019. You think it's doable? I think if this guy says it's doable, it's doable. Well, I think with the Falcon Heavy, you've got a rocket yeah. that can absolutely. I think one of the main pieces, I think it was something that uh, uh, that Stan Cutler brought up when he was on not too long ago, that really what we what what is going to take it before we're able to go a whole lot farther outside of space is we've got to set up a secondary launch platform. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, how would it not be doable? I mean, what would what would your thought process be in it not be like length of time it takes to get there and actually transporting humans there or like what? No, actually, like, I think. I think the problem here is that in order to be able to do it, you've got to get a lot of stuff there. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you can't, I mean, you just, you just so much stuff has got to go with you to be able to, it's not like survivor. Survive. Right. So there's, so Build you camp. Um, <laughs> and the problem, I mean, we don't know. <laughs> That's true. I mean, they found more. They, I mean, there is tech. Send, the, uh, send a primitive technology guy. Like he just needs a stick. <laughs> I think, you know what? We just stumbled on the real question. When's the first reality show on Mars? Oh, not long. Twenty twenty. Uh, given Elon's uh, time frame, naked With, and afraid yeah. in space. <laughs> well, the thing, well, the thing about this is, and this is actually another story, a, a main topic that we'll be covering in a little bit. Yeah, we're, we're now entering into a real space race with billionaires. Yeah, um, which is going to have some really interesting. I think it's going to play in some really interesting ways, and I don't want to go too far down. What will be our own topic, but I will say that I think getting back to just the what's it going to take piece, because of how much it's got to get there. You know, we've got, and because it all kind of has to go, not at the same time, but but within a, a decent amount of time with each other. Um, <clears throat> what makes a lot of sense is to send things to the moon, use the moon as the jumping off platform, because it's a whole lot easier to take off from the moon than it is from Earth, because you've got to escape Earth's gravity. Mm-hmm. Right. So that makes the whole thing, or from I, or from the International Space Station, or from I mean, you know, from another mobile platform outside of the outside of Earth's gravity. Do you guys ever play um, Super Mario Galaxy, where you can just kind of like sling yourself off of other planets? Yeah, that's kind of what I imagine as you're describing. This Actually, that's what they did for. Um, oh, what was it? NASA just did that. They do it all the time. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. Angry Bird Space actually does that too. <laughs> there we go. Angry Bird Space was awesome. <laughs> it was a big part of the Martian too. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, also, some Apollo of the 13. Star Trek time travel things, but that's a whole. I think Apollo thirteen is kind of where they got that maneuver. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Makes sense. So I, I think with going to Mars, the biggest <laughs> issues is money, right? If you know Elon can keep financing it, which I think he's, we don't know the numbers, but he's he's sending a lot of stuff into space. And he's getting closer to, you know, he's getting those contracts, government contracts, private contracts. So he could be the one to keep, if he can keep it funded, I think he can achieve it. Well, and there's so much investment dollars that are going into it. Well, I mean, one of the byproducts of, so I mean, say what you want about yeah. our economy at this particular moment. Uh, th- there are, the people at the top are definitely making money. There's no mm-hmm. argument. I mean, you could say whatever else you want. The people at the top are making money and they're investing that money to, in order to make more money because that's what you that, that, that's yeah, what yeah. they do. Mm-hmm. And that's not a value judgment. That's just kind of what you do. If you have money, you try to make more money. Mm-hmm. So these folks are dumping a lot of cash into anything space-related. And every single time the Falcon Heavy or one of these Falcon rockets takes off and manages to drop another um, another satellite up in orbit, yep. yeah. that's, I mean, 
tens of millions of dollars that's made off of a reusable rocket, which means that your costs are dropping significantly. Relatively yes. speaking. Yeah. Relatively, right. yeah. yeah. I mean, compared to, compared to what would have happened if you had to attach that to, you know, a traditional, you know, traditional NASA space mm-hmm. shuttle. For sure. Uh, even you know, ten, fifteen years ago, or however long ago, actually, it's been that long. It's been longer than that now, hasn't it? But there's, yeah. you know, there's huge payoffs down the road for the one that is successful at it. Right. You know, it's a, it's a large upfront investment, but you know, there's a lot of technologies and things that are going to come from actually achieving this space flight or the mission to Mars, especially. I I, I really think where the money is going to be made, it's going to be in asteroids. <laughs> yeah, just legitimately. Like I'm not. That's that's not me joking. Not the video game. Um, <laughs> But asteroid mining, I think, is going to be where you're going to find oh. all of the money. Will Elias be an asteroid miner when he grows up? <gasps> what, a, what a neat career path to send your kids on. Yeah, go be an asteroid miner. Don't, don't let them It's walk. all of the joy don't of oil drilling, oil, <laughs> of, uh, oil drilling uh, but you'll die instantly if anything goes wrong. Triple the dangers. <laughs> so you start, training them, you start training your children now, uh, mm-hmm. folks. That way, when they're grown up, they're the only qualified asteroid miners. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Either that or alternatively. Yeah. Uh, uh, roller I, derby. I, I, hmm? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Moving <I> on. <laughs> uh, new trailer came out for... Actually, I guess eight, the first trailer came out for uh, Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. This looks amazing. For a minute there, I was like, wait a minute. Why is it coming out in the 16th month? What the heck is the 16th month? But I forgot that in England, they do their <laughs> dates funny. Actually, I think they do their... Da- I think we do our dates funny. Yeah, we're kind of like the metric system. <laughs> Yeah, we do month, day, year, which is you should really go day, month, year to go in like order from smallest to biggest. Yeah, yeah. Oh God, that makes so much more sense. Yeah. What is wrong with us? That's you didn't notice that's how I've always done the episodes. I always put the episodes in the you never look at yeah. that part, dude. The sixteenth day of November of the year twenty eighteen. So anyway, point being this looks amazing. So did you guys watch uh, you guys all saw Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, right? Multiple times. For sure. It was just a pleasure. I did not like that movie all what? that much. No, it was the worst. Oh, my God. I thought it was delightful. It was not the worst. It was I mean, delightful. No, it was, it it was delightful. Shell. It, was, it wasn't Ghost in the no. Shell, but it was at least The Mummy. No, no, it was not the mummy. Okay, first of all, no. Eddie Redmayne is amazing. He is incredible. And, eh. like, okay. I didn't understand a word the dude said. What? He's wonderful. It's He's part incredible. of the charm, Dan. And and I then give me subtitles. Oh, <laughs> for crying I out think, loud! I think that this was a spinoff of uh, of such a huge franchise done well because it like we know that this is in the Harry Potter universe. You sure. know what I mean? This is this is in the Wizarding world, but it it was its own story, and it, I think it was an original and a unique story, and I think it. it it played off of the Harry Potter franchise well enough, but also wasn't like, hey, remember this? Hey, look at this super successful thing. Like, I th- I don't know. I think that this here's, was this Here's was my thing well with done. Eddie Redmayne, mm-hmm. because I've enjoyed him in things. Eddie Redmayne, by the way, who plays Newt Scarmander, the lead character for Fantastic Beasts, where to find them. Go Thanks, ahead. Al. Yeah. Uh, I, I've enjoyed him in things, and I have not enjoyed him in all in things. And it, he just has to choose one. Every character with him either has to have a very thick accent or a speech impediment. And this one had both. He doesn't have a speech impediment in this movie. He just... Yeah. He does mumble a bit. I mean, because he's shy and he's awkward. Pick one. And he's adorable. So I, I, was not, I wasn't nearly so harsh as Dan was on it. Mm. I just felt like... I mean, the overall story was okay. I think for me... Um, 
It's just and, you, 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 you could have done a whole lot more. I think there were some issues with the pacing. I think there were some issues with the story. Uh, There's some issue with with some of the beats in the story. Like there was, there was. I mean, it was nothing major. It was not a bad movie by any means. I think you know it was, it was a little better than average. Uh, uh, it, it benefited and and suffered because of, because it was attached to the mm-hmm. Wizarding World, the Harry Potter stuff. Um, I benefited because you know there was a lot there that that hit the nostalgic those nostalgic notes, which made me like it a bit more. And then there were some other beats to it where I'm like, yeah, but this I've seen this I've seen similar things done so much better. Ezra Miller was terrible in that too. Who did Ezra Miller play? The 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 kid the the twist at the end. Oh, the, leaving well, leaving leaving that point aside. So here comes the crimes of Grindelwald, and let me tell you what. Uh, okay, let me tell you what I. <laughs> What this one actually has my attention, because I think that when in regards to Eddie Redmayne, the problem was that Eddie Redmayne needs a lot more to work off of, mm. and he had a host of smaller supporting characters, uh, and he was exp- he was carrying a little, trying to carry a little too much of it than I think he could as that character. I think it's the exact opposite with him. I think he plays really great intellectual, introspective characters that it's all him and close-ups on his face and him talking and he gets lost in the in, in the crowd i think well i don't know him playing off of jude law as the albus dumbledore mm-hmm. i think now you're i think now you're really getting somewhere well okay and I think so jude law is gonna absolutely steal this movie it's dumbledore of course it is of well, course it's, it is. and jude law right i mean yeah that, that combination yeah Which i love him i love him so much you know what i loved him in and you I, you guys don't think i'm insane here uh you guys who see sky captains was it in the world of tomorrow oh what was the name of the movie i think yeah i think yeah i think you put it together there I think, yeah. yeah yeah i love that movie and i think i was one of like three people <laughs> who enjoyed like it's actually that I get together with those three people and the two other Hooting the Blowfish fans and the <laughs> the six of us all fit comfortably you, in a booth. That's the know. movie where they were like, "Hey, what if we did like Avatar, but they weren't blue cats?" <laughs> it's one where they're flying around in planes, like a yeah, but it's all CGI, it's all motion capture. Well, I was like, I was just but they look filtered. just like themselves, which made no sense to me. Yeah, it was, it was supposed to be giving a look on film. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but I think that th- I think what this one does too, what this one does interesting is it's about to start hitting what I think is a hell of a lot more of an interesting storyline than what we were first seeing. The mm. interesting piece here is telling some of the backstories. This you know to getting into like the lead up here. I've said before uh, if. You you wanted to if you wanted to go tell me another Harry Potter story and you were going to go backwards and not forwards I want to see the first um uh group of order of the phoenix yeah I want to see yes. the first order of the phoenix uh, that's I would I would I would die for an order of the phoenix origin story and I think this may start like tap into that a little bit I think this will start this will start telling the 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 the, the timeline between the two I think I'm, if this is star if this is star wars I think we got 7 through Nine, although there was eight movies or whatever. We got seven through nine. This is one, two, three, and then I think you could do Order of the Phoenix as a four, five, six. Yeah. Um, and I know, I know, so, Harry Potter had eight books, but that's eight movies, but that's not the point, right? So, that's so I think I, I think that I think that Jude Law and and how charismatic he is and what and what a great actor he is. I think we're going to get an incredible Dumbledore out of him. And I mean, I like Dumbledore is such an incredible character in the books, and I feel like. I, the the actor's name escapes me. The one that replaced the original Dumbledore, who passed away after right. what the second movie. I he only did one and two. Yes, and then the he died. And then it they was brought Sir it. Ian something. Right, I'm, I'm that replaced him. Magneto, right? Yeah. N- yes. No, it was not. No. Wow. 
No. You know, you're better than that. I thought Come he was on. in Harry Potter, too. No, he was, was not. Uh, um, Rich, Richard Harris and then uh, replaced by Michael Gambon. So, okay. So Michael Gambon's portrayal of Dumbledore was horrific and it was what? wrong. Horrific and wrong. The I first mean, cast was, was, was Dumbledore. Dumbledore. Richard Harris was amazing. Dumbledore yes. was a calm and quiet and calculated man and he like he had a plan and he he was calming and he was soothing and and but also strong and and dependable and and okay so the biggest joke on the internet about Harry Potter and the the difference between the movies and the books today is there is a line in in the fourth book in Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire so Harry obviously does like he's not old enough to enter into the games but somebody puts his name into the Goblet of Fire and he gets chosen right uh, spoiler alert, we find out later it's Voldemort. Um, and so in the book, the line in the book is, Harry, did you put your name into the Goblet of Fire? He asked calmly. And in the movie, it's, Harry, did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? And he like slams him up against the wall. And it's wrong. Everything about his portrayal of that character was wrong. And so I think that I we're going to get some justice of Dumbledore. I want to see like quirky, like kind of like snarky, cute young Dumbledore and I'm excited about that not like I'm angry at everything for no reason Dumbledore like it was crap it was it sucked I don't I don't I think I did I, I don't think Michael Gamba did nearly as good a job as Richard Harris Richard Harris was phenomenal I feel like he didn't like did you read, did you read the books dude did you read your script Gamba, did you do any character study he did I think I think you're I think it's just I mean I think like with Dan I think I, I'm with you but I don't think I go quite as far as you uh, I think you both are a little angrier about things. Nobody goes quite as far as me. I don't, I don't know what that means. Uh, can I give her my Julad take? Sure. <laughs> he is the least the rem- least memorable actor in all of Hollywood for me. Who? Jude Law? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Shit. No, I didn't. He mumbled. The- <laughs> that under- exactly. <laughs> that, was, that was beautiful. <laughs> no. I have complete face blindness for him. What? I could watch him. Oh, I could watch a marathon. I could watch a marathon of five of his movies in a row and the next day not be able to pick him <laughs> out of a lineup. I swear to God. <laughs> so the so the one that I am interested in here, though, is uh, there you go. Dan Fogler, Jacob Kowalski. <laughs> Uh, he was the other guy, the Baker guy. Yeah, the Baker guy. See, I watched him pay attention. So this guy, I think, <laughs> is also an opportunity to really kind of give him a little bit more to play off of. Mm-hmm. Um, he's I, the Muggle of the group, the, the Nomad. He's the yeah, he's the token Nomad. But I think he could, if they, he gets to step up a little bit, I think we're going to start to see a little bit more with him. I think that just, I think it'll be an interesting piece. So I want to bring up, is that who's who's Matt Smith play? That's Matt Smith. Uh, on our screen right there. Is it? Which, which one? Uh, the Doctor. No Doctor Who fans. I'm the only one of Doctor Who fans. Right? <laughs> BS. Okay. Uh, Matt, that's Matt. Is that not Matt Smith? That does not look like Matt Smith to me. No? Okay, no. then never mind. Are you just are you just stereotyping white guys again? Yeah, I think They all kind of look alike to me. <laughs> Especially Brits. Um... <laughs> uh, Okay, I'm okay. sorry. What were you saying? So, the, so, I mean, this trailer dropped today, but the article that we looked at mm-hmm. about the trailer dropping today was how there's a lack of Johnny Depp in the trailer. Oh, good point. So how do you guys feel about that? Because I know that this is, cause I, I, I didn't mind the Johnny Depp reveal and I, and, and, and everybody seems to be like just really not a big fan of it. And I don't, well, here's, here's the thing. Johnny Depp played this amazing character, uh, called captain Jack Sparrow. <laughs> 
and has been playing that character and every movie he's done. No, he no. has no. Jack Sparrow is actually, I would arguably the only unique character that he plays. And then what? What? I, I disagree with both of you somehow. This is amazing. I love it. <laughs> Well, I just so no, so I think that J- Captain Jack Sparrow was very its own character. It was very because none of his other characters are like puppet, which is well, he kind of Jack Sparrow impression. Everyone, he has he has been caught in that that character for a few different movies, like. Uh, his, uh, his, his Willy Wonka was a little Captain Jack. I don't think his Willy Wonka was Captain Jack Sparrowish at all. I think his Willow, his Willy Wonka was just weird. They, okay, they were both drunk. No, no, no. I think Willy Wonka was. Willy Wonka had no swagger. Jack Sparrow had swagger. Willy Wonka was just super awkward and strange. Yeah, Johnny Depp. I think Johnny Depp plays a bunch of really weird characters. Yes. And, and. uh, He's, I will, I will agree with you that yes, I think that in. He is less about delivering a good performance and more about outweirding his last performance, right? Which is problematic. Which is problematic because he's outweirded himself a couple times now. I get it. If you want to sink the word savvy into every movie you do, great. That's fantastic. <laughs> but there's, there's, I, I don't know that part. Him playing a menacing bad guy is, I think, going to be a bit of a challenge. Yeah. Especially since we have to remember this, he has to be. Dumbledore's rival. Yes. Meaning he has to be as good as, for all intents and purposes, as good as Dumbledore. See, I think that they should have flipped it around, right? I think that it should have been Johnny Depp in the first movie, and then the big reveal should have been, just kidding, it's Colin Farrell. Who could actually portray a little bit of menace. Yes. Grindelwald is supposed to be brilliant. (laughs) They're supposed to be frenemies. They're supposed to be, there's so much going on here. Yeah. And I'm just not positive that Johnny Depp is going to give us that performance. So... Um, Dan finds something very amusing right you now. You just picked my other face blind guy. I <laughs> you know who Colin Farrell is? How's that possible? He's so beautiful. God, he's so beautiful. Okay. Do you know why You know I finally got hit Colin Farrell in my head, though? You mm-hmm. know what finally got that actor in my brain? What? Scrubs. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the brother? Yeah, yeah. When he shows up, he shows up in Scrubs as the, as the uh, Irish guy. Oh, the, that's him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And that's... That was when I. That was that was when I finally like. Ask oh, okay. me who he is in ten minutes. Won't be able to tell you. That's okay. Uh, all right. Any other thoughts on this before we get into our main topic? No. Th- um, you mean your rant? No. I have I have notes. It's not just a rant. <laughs> but did you have any other thoughts before we get there? Uh, no. Okay. Because you look like you had a lot of thoughts, and I didn't want to. No. 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 Mother of God. Yeah. I have plenty of thoughts about Fantastic Beasts, just no good ones. <laughs> so. We'll get away from it. That's right. fine. Okay, so uh, so we're, we're going to talk about uh, uh, what we'll just call digital boogeyman and the scare tactics and, and, and shit. So uh, before I would I, like for you to define the term digital boogeyman. Uh, we're talking about all the things that you're that that you're supposed to be scared of online, particularly as it relates to kids. So we're talking about things like the it's El- for the listeners, Dan. I know, the- but I created a visual aid. <laughs> so the Elsa Gate thing that we covered here a little while ago, and I think you know these are, these are not things yeah. that don't matter, but they're things that I think we, I wanted to spend a little bit of time kind of getting through video game violence, Elsa Gate, your sc- screen time, those kinds of deals. So I need to however give two very very quick preambles. First, what brought this on? Does uh, President Trump? Uh, in the wake of the tragic shooting in Parkland, uh, at Parkland, we're here in here in Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, convene, decided to convene a pan or a, a, a conversation at the White House <laughs> involving leaders of the um, video game industry, some criti- critics of the video game industry, uh, pos- uh, positing that the issue with the um, 
the that one of the issues that's causing shooters is causing this this increase in violence is video games. Video games cause violence. This is not the first time we've heard this. This is nothing terribly new. Uh, but the and um, it's an, and it, you know and we've heard it in so many different forms. It's the music. It's the movies. It's right. the, it's, yeah. the it's, it's, it's the it's the Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, well, I remember Columbine was all uh, Marilyn Manson's Marilyn Manson's fault. fault. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we we get these things from time to time. Which, by the way, if you go watch that Marilyn Manson interview, it's one of the most incredible interviews. It is. He's he, ever done. Yeah. On TV, he's great. Um, so the so so that conversation, um, which by the way came to absolutely nothing, is the short yeah. version. You can look it up and read about the art. The media wasn't allowed in there, but the basic takeaway was that this was a confusing waste of time. Is what I heard. I mean, I'm politely heard uh, from both the video game executive, the video game industry folks that were there, as well as the um, or the the. the those critics of video games will sure. sort of like that. Yeah. Which, uh, thank God, that that was a short, not drawn out conversation. Right. Because we don't need to have it again. Um, everyone. So we're, but we are, but I, but I, but we're going to, well, we, we are. <laughs> and so, and so that's going to bring to the reason that I'm, I'm talking about this and that I, you know, normally I would bring a guest on to talk about this, but we're in one of those areas that I'm actually decently qualified to actually share some thoughts with you guys. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it's like a quick preamble. Why does Al get to talk about this? Not just because, it's, it's my show. Uh, <laughs> because Al was an educator. But yeah, uh, master's degree in education leadership, about 15 years worth of uh, working with young people, uh, ranging from six till about 20, sorry, six months old, to about 25 years old. And uh, I don't know, I, I, I did the math at one point and, and came up with a couple thousand kids. Uh, I think it was in three or four thousand children that I've been responsible for one way, shape, or form. So when Central Florida goes That's to shit, terrifying. yeah, when Central Florida <laughs> goes to shit, that is that is actually partly my fault. Damn it! The set, my very first. This is true. My very first class that I ever taught uh, was a Sunday school class. I was fifteen years old, and there were second graders, and those second graders are now actually older than you. Wow! So, um, or right about. Yeah. Okay. First of all, you don't have to say actually because I'm not that old. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe right about your age. So it's been, it's been going on for a long time is what I'm saying here. So, um, you know, and then obviously I've spent a little bit of time in geek. So uh, also a parent of two young children myself because despite the years and years of education and the masters in education, mm-hmm. none of that matters unless you have your own children because somehow having two of them uh, is more important than the thousands, literally thousands of children that I've been responsible for. So whatever. Uh, so I got five topics. I got five points. I'm going to run through them pretty quick. Uh, if you have thoughts, questions, concerns, I want to encourage you guys to submit questions. If you think I'm way wrong, Post it in the comments. Uh, we'll absolutely address those and all that stuff, um, mm-hmm. either on air or on the Facebook page, wherever you'd like to go. So uh, let's hit our five main topics. First, violence in video games. First, I want to be clear here. Violence in video games? Yeah, that's a problem. Um, you should absolutely, as a parent, be aware. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a four-year-old and a two-year-old. I would not allow either one of them to play Call of Duty um, or any other game where brains get scattered across the screen. You know, yeah. We're not playing Left 4 Dead. Uh, <laughs> we're not playing... Any of those types of games. I, I have a nine-year-old, and the only thing that he has ever been allowed to do is the training course on Call of Duty, where you shoot at a watermelon. And I thought you were about to tell me no Russian. Uh, no, God, no. <laughs> no, just like the where you melee the watermelon and you shoot at the targets. Yeah. Right. And that is it. As mm-hmm. fa- soon as he passes that level, 
He hands the controller to me, and I say, okay, now it's time to play Marvel superheroes. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So I Lego, think, Lego, Marvel superheroes, <laughs> even. Right. That, and I think that I mean, and I think that you know, video game violence is is an issue, and I'm not trying to I'm not trying to pass over it, but I will point out here that there has been multiple scientific uh, scientific studies done. None of them have ever found any kind of a link between video game violence and real violence. Mm-hmm. You pr- you may not want to do this anyway. I understand. I don't necessarily want my kids playing some of the horrifically violent video games. Yep. But but not because you think that it's going to turn them into a mass murderer because it's scary for young children and it's a little bit too much for their brains to process exactly. at that age and exactly. a multitude of other reasons that don't have anything to do with and, and why this, people are shooting up school. And nobody tells you this, but when your kid has a nightmare, you have a crappy day. Oh yeah. Oh God. Yes. Oh, I mean, I don't <laughs> now, have, I don't have kids, but I have nightmares and then I have crappy days. <laughs> so you, I don't got, let myself play scary video games. <laughs> is what I'm saying. Not after nine. <laughs> uh, uh, now you've got, uh, Elijah, you've got, uh, uh, oldest. I think kids among you got about 13, 13 and six, 13. Mm. Oh yeah. So is, is your 13 year old old enough to play halo? Or Call of Duty, I'm, or don't go by my example. Okay, <laughs> right? we'll say do as we say, not as I do. But um, yeah, Aiden's been playing basically almost any game he wants since he was six. Okay. But that started out with like say Call of Duty, for instance. He did play Call of Duty when he was six or seven because I played. But it wasn't like he wasn't running on multiplayer games and playing. I would let him use a you know a large machine gun and just blow up like the vehicles, for instance, because pyro is kind of fun. But there was no chase around and kill other people. There wouldn't be any people even in those games. Right. So I did keep the environment sort of uh, controlled. Well, I think I think this is important too because it also has a lot to do with the individual kid. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. really one of the main things you're going to hear me say over and over again. Yeah. It has yes. to do with the individual kid. There are six year olds that are completely fine playing Call of Duty. There are fifteen year olds who should still not be playing no. Call of Duty. Right. For sure. And that's perfect. Perfectly fine. It's, I mean, and, uh, it's almost as if human beings are a little complicated, yeah. right? I don't have children, but but I mean, I can only speak from my own personal experience. I've been playing Grand Theft Auto since I was a child, mm-hmm. and I don't. I'm not compelled to run around and you know open car doors and punch people in the face and steal their cars. Right, or, you did or, have or, that hooker or, killing or, spree or kick hookers. There was <laughs> there was a brief hooker <laughs> killer spree. Yeah. Uh, so um, also, by the by, just as a little a, a little bonus <laughs> note here. Uh, the Sandy Hook, that tragedy, mm-hmm. uh, that, that killer, uh, we found out that uh, there's been a lot of stuff, and there are some people who claim this is not true, and that's fine, but mm-hmm. most of the research from the official case file shows that his favorite game was Dance Dance Revolution. Mm-hmm. The, there was he, would a, spend, he would spend his, all of his weekends, Friday yeah. through Sunday, was spent playing Dance Dance Revolution. Yeah. So There was a big article just last week I was reading. Uh, it was... I want to say Vox, but that's probably dead wrong. But it was talking about they sort of looked at all the mass shootings over the past couple of years and at, with this in mind, and they found that most of the mass shooting, the pe- video games weren't even a hobby of the people that committed them. It does, exactly. So there's not, and that's the thing I think the big piece here is there, there may be some problems with exposing your children to horrifically violent video games. Yeah. Turning their going mass shooting is not likely to be, uh, uh, is not, no, not likely, is not a, the, the one is not connected to the other. Well, because right. the, the other thing is with playing these games, you're not usually, uh, you know, isolated completely when you're playing these games. Mm-hmm. You usually are playing with friends that you've met either in real life or online. Right. You're, you're yeah. building a sense of community. Right, that. and that's going to prevent you from <laughs> doing real violence. That's a, if you're playing. If you are playing, if with you're playing friends. with the right people, right. if you're playing with friends, I, I oh, will. I will count. Horrible I will counter argue that, and I will say that if you're entering into a a, a a group environment in a multiplayer online game with strangers, that I mean, 
I do think that video games have a culture problem. Yes, in a sense, in a sense that everyone, you know, you you get these young teenagers that maybe you know are are finding the freedom of being unfiltered Mm -hmm. and kind of get carried away with with that kind of behavior. So jump off of that. While I did say like Aiden's been able to play almost any game since he was six years old, he's still not allowed to play with random people. Yeah. Yeah. Like he has to, he he, he does it. He has to mute every player in every lobby unless they're just their friends that he knows from school. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's 100% because the the culture issue is far worse than the violence issue in the video games. That is absolutely true. And I think, and that's another piece that you're going to, that you're going to find as I kind of go through these. A lot of times it's not the problem is not what you think it is. Oh, um, and what a funny thing that it's not actually the video game that's the problem, but it's human beings again that right. are the problem. That's true, and I do, and, it's, and I it think is. we have a central theme here. Guys. I, well, that's I cannot tell you how many. I mean, like I have learned new names that I have been called by young children. Mm. Uh, right? Like they just <laughs> you're going to do what to my mother? <laughs> the, some of this the most horrific, toxic shit I've ever heard a human being say was playing Halo multiplayer. It's just yeah. Yeah, uh, and I also would point out here, as far as the, any other video game piece, is, is the ESRB, which we talked about last week, and I'm not going to rehash this, yeah. but the ESRB is a fantastic rating system. If you if you follow it, pick it up and read through it. Don't, it's not don't just look at the at the at the letter grade that it gives it, but look at why. And again, that's what I was saying was going with that. And when, when people are creating a, a group online where, let's say, me, like the, the four of us meet up on Call of Duty to go play other people, we as a group would be bonding, not, yes. not just random strangers that are yelling racist and sexist things. Right. And that, and, and, and that is absolutely right. I mean, I cannot tell you how many hours I spent actually with some of the with, with some of you guys actually yeah. sitting there playing games. I mean, we used to bring over uh, uh, and hook up computer our computers all together or through Xbox or through whatever, playing these games and running through and doing that stuff together, especially against a common enemy. For you younger listeners, <laughs> those are called LAN parties. You yeah, connect cables between <laughs> your computers. Oh my God, LAN parties. And you can parties. play with each other. I remember playing actually uh, yeah. COD on 360 with you, uh, with Eli, and uh, he had this technique where he would only use the knife <laughs> in the hardcore battles, like you only die once, and then you're you're done. He would consistently. He's and really he would good. win every damn time. <laughs> really, really good. Sneaking up and just gotcha, so, gotcha. Um, but then he, you know, went through all those publixes and killed people. So right, that was that was a direct correlation. He actually mm-hmm. said, "Well, now that I've got how to knife people to death, I'm going to go to Publix." Yeah, uh, and we really, in hindsight, shouldn't have let him be the one who got went and got the subs. Yeah, that was we bad. really should have had somebody on our point. It's, that your, was, it's your fault. As I have to own a piece yeah. of that. Uh, second boogeyman. Let's talk about Elsa Gate for a minute here. So Elsa Gate came through, and I was absolutely. Uh, uh, we brought up. We thought it was important. It was. It's yeah. a problem. It's a big problem. Um, however, so my oldest has uh, YouTube. Has YouTube for kids, mm-hmm. and I left it on his machine, mm-hmm. uh, and I just started watching very carefully. Partly because he really, 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 really enjoys it, and partly because I wanted to start keeping an eye for myself. So I've been keeping a very sharp eye on what he watches. And kind of keep an eye on what goes on and the suggestions it makes because this kid is all over the place on this thing. He gets his ADHD from his father apparently, mm-hmm. <laughs> so he's watching no. Minecrafting videos and and uh, uh, unboxings, and then he's watching uh, you know episodes of of TV shows that are downloaded through there. He's gotten Which real for- big into nineteen eighties or sorry nineteen nineties cartoons. I wonder how. First Kirby, of all, he's watching. I'm sorry. Was I? He's watching Kirby. 
mm-hmm. uh, right back at you. He's watching the old Super Mario, the 90s Super oh, Mario I cartoon. Do. Oh, heck yeah. The, the Link cartoon, which I'd yep. forgotten all about. Logan's like, gone through all those, yeah. That's he's, awesome. Yeah, so he's all over the map. Have not seen a single thing on there that is anywhere close to it. And there's oh, a couple... There's a there and well there's a couple pieces that I take away from that. So but first go ahead. No, I was just going to so you bring up like the unboxing thing and this is just like a completely side note. I don't understand because my niece is three and she has a tablet and she'll go and she'll get on YouTube on like my brother's phone every once in a while when he's sitting with her and she likes to watch like she, she likes it's the same couple videos that she knows what they are by the thumbnail because mm-hmm. technology right. and children and they're getting too smart and and it's like it's like a, a pile of like you guys know what squand is, or like that magnetic sand. Okay, oh yeah, 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 kinetic sand, right? And it's like stuff inside kinetic sand, and somebody just kind of like slicing and mushing away the sand and like mm-hmm. revealing toys. And she is just like she loves it. Yes, yeah. and I'm like, what? Well, and, why? And you know, there's that one actually, with the we've talked about daddy fingers, the the, the song. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Um, there's one it's, that might isn't it just daddy finger? Because there's mommy know. finger there's and daddy finger, finger, mommy and finger, brother finger. It's, it's instead of ju- monkeys jumping on the bed, basically. Yeah. Okay. So there's there's these ones where they take a comic book superhero like action figure and they'll cover the head with play doh or the kinetic sand or something like that. Mm-hmm. And as they they sing the song, they'll tear it off and say whose head is underneath. Sometimes they've swapped the heads, so you've got different superheroes on each other's heads and all that right. kind of crap. Well, that's morbid. <laughs> the kid loves it. And there's one that's done by a, a gentleman. I'm not sure which country he's from. I'm guessing Japan. But because of this video, my son pronounces Captain America. Captain America. <laughs> wow. Every time. About 600 times a day. <laughs> wow. <laughs> because the only words that he knows at this point are superhero names. That's incredible. That's, that's good. Well, they mommy and daddy. And stuff. Um, well, so here's the thing. So I think the Elsa Gate piece, mm-hmm. the, that is, I, I think it is important to remember that while the Elsa Gate stuff, and you can go back and watch the episode if you have no idea what we're talking about. It was a previous episode. Yeah. But um, while that is terrible and is absolutely something to, get, to, to be watching, it is important to remember that that still makes up a very small percentage of the overall videos you're going to find on YouTube Kids. And uh, I think that the, the problem that you're going to run into is if your kid gets caught in that web, there's a good chance that it's not going to go away. It's going to keep suggesting more and more of those videos. Right. Because the, the way problem. it goes. Yeah, right. that's the problem with YouTube. So the good, but if you're keeping a sharp eye, I mean, I haven't taken YouTube kids off of, off of the iPad and I don't, I'm going to continue to keep a sharp eye, but I don't think we have to, I don't, I don't, I don't want to make, I want to make sure that we're, we're, we're just kind of keeping an, an, an even idea on what's going on. Uh, on that same mind though, come back to what you were talking about here. Um, what is a lot more dangerous, actually, in YouTube, in YouTube Kids, is these things like these unboxings and these targeted ads. Because what happens here for those folks who are trying to make it big on YouTube in the children's section mm-hmm. is that they start doing these unboxings, and then eventually they get picked up by toy companies, mm-hmm. and they get paid to 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 do specific toys. And the what they have found is that there is a very very effective way to advertise directly to children. Mm. And what I am finding in my own home is that my child has come back and said, 
all of a sudden he's uh, he gets incredibly interested in a specific toy and he doesn't watch commercials like there's no right. there's nothing in our house that really involves commercials yeah uh, and so I'm, I'm trying to figure out where he, the Hatchimals was the big one that he got he was desperate for a Hatchimal mm-hmm. and it wasn't until I realized it was it's from the YouTube pieces and these pieces there so there is a lot of the target advertising stuff that I think is worth keeping an eye on and I think where you could very well. I think my child. I think both of my kids could watch YouTube. YouTube for kids for their entire childhood and never come across an Elsa Gate video. There is zero chance they're not going to get targeted ads. So it's yeah. worth keeping an eye on. But you know, using an unboxing ad as a targeted ad, I don't think or an unboxing video. I think that's actually a more honest ad than what we had when we were kids. Oh yeah. When we were kids and we were watching He-Man and they would advertise the Castle of Grayskull, they made it look like the most magical, amazing thing that could ever oh my come God. out of a cardboard now, you box. You know, I think that's why our generation is so bitter and we don't trust anything is because <laughs> of the, 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 the over-exaggerated toys, right. you know, but, and like that little fine print at the end, like, car does not actually fly by itself. Right. Like, yeah. But you yeah. see these you unboxing bastards. videos and here's the toy. We take it out of the box and show you exactly how crappy it actually is. <laughs> it doesn't actually fly. Light doesn't come out of it. It doesn't, doesn't do anything crazy. It's a toy. You yeah. know, and it's at least honest in that way. That's true. But it's something worth just something to keep an eye on. Uh, the next like piece. how moon shoes won't actually send you to the moon. Right. <sighs> yeah. You don't even bounce that much in them. Don't, I want to the skip it. The skip it was hot garbage and they'd know it. Maybe you were just bad at it. Yeah. I was also <laughs> yeah, I was I was nasty at some skip it. I was also terrible at the one. It was a giant like playground ball with a with a plastic ring around it. And you're supposed to like jump. Do you remember this one? No, oh, yeah, yeah, the, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like the moon bounce or something, wasn't something it? like that? Oh, yeah. And it was terrible. <laughs> Hated that thing too. Uh, screen time. So this is the other big boogeyman that, yeah. the, that you have with all the time. Oh, oh yeah. boy. Uh, the I think the the last thing I saw was the American Pediatric Society (APA) has suggested that no more than an hour a day for ages two through five of highly uh, enriching curriculum. Nothing for anything under the age of two, uh, and then it kind of goes on from there. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> Screen time is not about quantity. It is about quality. Yes. So uh, if you're looking at your young one and you're trying to figure out, or if you don't have kids and you're getting super judgy at the parent who's shoving an iPad in front of their kids every five minutes, <laughs> or if you do have kids and you're shoving, getting all judgy, whatever, it's not about quantity. It is about quality. Uh, the other piece that I would um, point out is that uh, – uh, uh, this thing is a lot more nuanced than it first looks like. So um, for young children, the real big piece here is to uh, teach, give things like that foster creativity and teach. And it's really hard. We talked about this before as well. It's hard to find something that isn't educational for children anymore. Yeah. Well, you know? I mean, that was going to be my question, you know, is when you, t- you, you know, you bring up quality over quantity, you know, they, they limit, you know, they say no more than an hour a day, but what about like the, what about the leapfrog system where it's actually truly purely educational? It's utilizing right. technology but it's still educational. Your child, your children are still learning shapes and colors and to count and right. words and spelling. And you know, how is that not beneficial? Obviously they shouldn't be sitting there all day with it, but if you're going to put something in front of your child, put something in front of your child, that's going to keep their attention, entertain them and also teach them something. Exactly. I, mean, I don't see anything probably, wrong with that. This is the day and age that we live in. My kids might have slightly more screen time actually than I did when I was a kid, but I was watching heart garbage. Yeah. yeah. Right. Oh, like, yeah. Compared yeah. to the stuff that these kids are exactly. watching. You, exactly. Like, like Jake and the Neverland. How you can't, and then, and this is the piece that I that I, I I keep coming back to here. Like if I uh, there's a show that I absolutely love as Storybots. 
Mm-hmm. You find it on Netflix. Sto- I am an adult with no children, and I love Storybots. Storybots is amazing. Yeah. They right? rap about history and science, man. Their, their dinosaur raps were just on point. I don't care. The uh, everybody Google Yo, I'm the Sun. It's the best. <laughs> So the the thing here is that if you were to give a, if you were to give I mean if you follow the strict guidelines and say no you know th- this is all there is and they need to go outside I don't know if you recall going outside but a lot of my youth being forced to go outside involved me sitting on a storm drain in the really hot Florida sun bored out of my goddamn mind and not being allowed to go back inside. Well, not only that, but we were raised in a time where you could send your kids you could, outside. Yes. Right. So and they'd that's, be safe that's to a, not, That's know. a big piece. That's a big piece of it is that like literally like like I ran around from dawn until because I was I was I was a nerd and I was I was into video games and I watched plenty of cartoons and whatever. But I also am a very outdoorsy person. And as a child, I was into exploring the outdoors mm-hmm. and I would be gone from dawn until dusk. You come home when the streetlights came on. You can't do that now. I'm not saying there weren't I'm weirdos. Do it. <laughs> You're not saying there weren't weirdos can't do it. in my day and age, but like nowadays, like no, no, no. now if you send your kid outside, you're the weirdo. Well, also the weirdo. that. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Cause I do this. I mean, like, like you were just saying, I do this. Like I've, I've sent my kids. What is it? There's a park eight houses away. Mm-hmm. I've sent my kids down there and had the cops called and had them brought home to me. Are you kidding me? No, no, because the, the social norm, people are so afraid. Even though we live in the most, the literally the safest time in history, in the safest country in history, mm-hmm. in these beautiful suburbia bliss lands, people think that it's horrifically dangerous for kids to be by themselves. And they see kids by themselves, they call the cops. Okay, well, then least, I'm not, at, I mean, I'm not that. I, like, I, I'm, I have a little bit more worry factor about kids being by themselves, but like, I'm not going to call the cops on your kids being at the damn park. That's ridiculous. So the point here is that yep. um, if we look at it, the, if you have the choice between a kid sitting outside bored or a kid watching Storybots. An educational show. Right. Or gonna, an educational I mean, video game. Yeah. Right, exactly. I mean, there's tons of them. And so I think that that really, we need, we need to keep, it's not that you should allow your child to spend the entire day sitting in front of a, a, a screen. That wasn't great when we were growing up. It's not great today. But there is some common sense that needs to be done. Um, and, you know, again, the, the most important piece here is a major point is just to stay informed. Keep an eye on what the hell your kid's doing, and you're going to have a lot better well, time. Uh, there's a lot of, and there's a lot of information on this stuff, you know, for adults, right? You can apply this to kids, like the 20-20-20 rule. Um, a vast, not a vast, but a lot of adults work in front of computers. You're sitting down all day. What they say is every 20 minutes, look at something 20 feet away for 20 seconds. And it's supposed to vastly reduce the strain on your eyes and, and things like that. So apply that stuff to your kids as well. And the biggest thing, and I've seen it with my own kids and a lot of other kids, is not so much the quantity of time. It's, it's when that time is. You're like first thing in the morning, is kind of a rough time. It's it's an easy habit to get into, but it can get them into sort of you're starting them off on the sort of the lazy foot, I guess, and late at night as well. Like mm-hmm. it's for adults, they say you should not you should not have your phone in bed. You should not be watching movies. Oh, I'm so bad. An at hour that. before before you go to bed, and I sleep like crap all of the time yeah. because but, I stare into my illuminated box of overloaded information <laughs> and just, you, you can you can just google it to basic google search on on screen time and going to bed like there's a massive amount of actual documented research about you know the blue the blue light from these devices and how it how it affects your brain trying to sleep and when your kids are watching a show right before bed it affects them it, it their body is getting tired but their brain is getting hyperactive 
and it causes issues with their sleep cycle. And I do. I mean, I, I, I will say, though, I do. I read. I actually read my tablet before bed. I read, I read actual books, like yeah. downloaded books. And I, that actually, I have no problem. I go face first into the damn thing. Yeah, because it's not it's not the same right. light, right? Right. Well, well I, don't, I don't know, but it's not. it definitely doesn't kick It depends on your brand. Yeah. It depends on the brand and the, and the thing, but it's also, it's you're just looking at, it's a black and white image. It's not a dynamic uh, field changing thing. Right. Right. Uh, so and they actually make what the glasses that are like the blue light filter. Yep. Oh yeah. And you get built. You can, you can do the blue lights. Uh, you, most phones like the Apple, the iPhones have it now. Most Androids, they have the dark mode, like the, which oh. applies the blue light filter right to your phone. Yeah. Mine. Yeah. I mean, mine goes I on an accident. and thought my phone was broken. <laughs> mine automatically goes into like night yeah. mode, right? Yeah. It's called yeah, night, exactly. it, yeah, night shift. It, it, night yeah. Shift. Night shift. And it darkens it, mm-hmm. and it and it filters, but it makes still, it yellow. but still, I mean, sure. Like the, it puts that filter on, but I'm still watching a bunch of garbage yeah. on well, the internet. Like I'm watching, I'm, I get lost in the YouTube trap all the time and then I'm like, oh no, I've made it to the dark web again. <laughs> well, what, what is all this content created to do? It's created to elicit a response from you to mm-hmm. to jazz up you know, some mental capacity that you and have to make you click on the next video, to make you click on the next video. Exactly. Right. So when you're watching even even movies like there's every TV show, yeah, every every Jessica Jones show, every Luke Cage, these all end on a cliffhanger every single episode, hoping oh, yeah. You watch the next one. And, and now the way Netflix sets it up, they're like, we're going to go to the next episode in three, yeah. two, one. <laughs> it's not even five uh, seconds anymore. Yeah, it's three so, seconds unless you stop it. So I want to I, I want to yeah. keep going here, but I do want to point out, I, I want to give a special, I want to give a special shout out to the games in particular uh, along the lines of Minecraft. And there's a thousand versions of oh, Minecraft yeah. out there mm-hmm. now. But those kinds of games in particular foster the purest form of creativity. Yeah. Uh, like he literally hears this blank canvas. Create whatever all of you these want. Materials. Problem solving. Uh, 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 you know, you get, I mean, there, there's so much going on. And if you yeah. get away from again, the the danger, only dangers in Minecraft come when you start getting into the online stuff. Uh, uh, also, creepers. Those fucking bastards. Oh my god, they're terrible. Um, <laughs> but the uh, uh, but that's the stuff that I think you got to watch out. But Minecraft and any game like them, where you're just where the kids are getting to build and explore, there's a whole lot of really good stuff that's going on there. So uh, anyway, next piece. So we're gonna shift from the younger kids over to the older kids uh, and get Liz back involved in a bit, bit of this because I don't want her to feel totally left out on this. Let's talk social media. <gasps> Yay! Uh, now we're getting something that's genuinely dangerous. Yes. Oh, absolutely. So, okay, so I, I would pose the question to you with children uh, because social media was, I mean, I had a MySpace when I was probably in high, high school. You just cut my MySpace still a thing when you were in high school. Up. What do you mean? Still a thing. I thought MySpace was gone by the time you were in I'm high having school. Like horrible technical issues. Sorry to, sorry to break, um, break the fourth wall. There we go. Stop touching it. No, touch it again. <laughs> go keep going. Okay. So anyway, so um yes, no, I uh I was probably in high school. Okay. I don't think I was in middle school. I don't think any I don't think I had any type of social I'm sorry, in middle school I had a dead journal, which was the emo version of a live journal. Oh jeez. Because geez. I was dark and broody and a sad girl. Okay. Um so I had that. So that was kind of a form of social media because that was completely anonymous. It absolutely was. Yeah, um, go ahead. That was, and that was very much like, uh, you know, we brought up the, I think we, we kind of talked about this. We covered this when we were talking about Sarah, ah, Sarah, but so, so that's the dangers of an, I mean, like I, I, I was unmercifully bullied by anonymous people on this online journal, if you will. Right. Um, and it was horrible. And so you get into things like that. I think with social media, you don't run into too much of a bullying problem with social media because, well, I mean, you might. 
uh-huh. because everybody's got. Uh-huh. I mean, but it's but it's not the. the we, they bully adults all the time. This is very true. This is very true. Everyone everyone is brave behind a computer screen, but it's not the anonymous portion of it. Like there's, you know, who it is. You know what I mean? It just doesn't always make a difference. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. So, but and yeah, no. So, so my so my question to you. So I didn't I, actually. Fun fact, I didn't create a Facebook until I was 20 because I didn't go to a traditional college and that is what Facebook started off as. Right. Remember, yeah. it was it was really like, it was for your school and it was your college connection. So I didn't create a Facebook until I was 20 years old and somebody had to talk me into it because I wasn't very social media savvy because I was still like adding songs to my MySpace. Which was awesome. <laughs> right? I love my MySpace. Which side note, have you, seen, have you seen the meme going around about the girl that's like, yo, we should add songs to Twitter so when somebody logs onto our page, they'll get to hear our favorite song. <laughs> like, oh my yeah. God, we finally found a generation that doesn't know what MySpace is. But then Amazing. my computer can't load your page. Right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but I like what is what is the age that you will allow your children to have social media? So, here's here's what I'm going to tell you. There's there's a lot of pieces that that go into this. Um, I think it's going to depend heavily on the age of the kid. Yeah. I think you have to understand that the second that you put a smartphone in the hand of your child, they now have social media. Right. Yeah. You cannot you cannot realistically divorce those two those two things, and and um, we don't we don't have like a like a children's Facebook, no, right? We no. don't have like, and we a, absolutely should not. No, right? Well, yeah, no, because that's yeah. yeah that no. Even through, I, mean, I see what you're saying. I understand. I thought the same thing. Like we should just get a social media for kids. Oh no, no, well, no, no, no. I we mean, should but, not. I mean, we should but not create think about it. Well, for, but, for but what's the difference that's, between YouTube kids and and I mean, who's to say that somebody can't? I mean, there's no comments on YouTube. Yeah, kids. you can't see anybody. You can't okay. see. No, yeah. but you sure can um, put a link to Discord on your YouTube kids video, which will. Get your kid to then install Discord on their phone. What is Discord? It's a social media app specifically. Well, a chat app. Chat okay. app usually devoted to video games. Yeah, which also exposes them to all kinds of horrible things. That's yeah. true. The but as far as an age is concerned, I'm going to tell you that when they're ready for a smartphone, then you and you decide. And when, that, are, and when are they ready for a smartphone? I don't in know. Your, in your opinion, I, I'll you tell you have, this. You're, you have kids. Definitely. Okay, so most of my experience is working with middle school and high school students. That's where I spent the majority of my time. Right, but back um, in that time, everybody so, had a Motorola Razor. No, no, no. I worked <laughs> with them. I've, it's been recently that I've also worked. Like in the past, <laughs> Fair. even today, I still work with. I still work with with a volunteer with some with with, with teenage groups and church groups and things like yeah, that. Yeah, but you got rid of your pager um, two years ago. I did. I did get rid of it. But Oof. here's what I would say: like, definitely, there, there's no way in the world, and my from from my experience, there's no universe in which an, uh, uh, an elementary school child should have access to a smartphone. Yeah. Um, no, not, not, is, not, no, you could, like that's, depending upon the child, I think you can start to make some arguments in middle school. Well, here's my thing. About I think by me. high school, you have to be a real, I mean, you don't have to allow it, but by high school, I think you're starting to get to the point. Dan where, and I are sort of just, just no giggling at each other because wait till your kid gets into first grade and they come home and say, daddy, mommy, I'm the only kid without a smartphone in class. Do your kids have smartphones? Uh, my kid currently does not have a smartphone because he installed Discord. Well, I don't and understand there was some though. Issues. Like, what uh, happened yeah. to there used to be there used to be something called like the like the Firefly or or it was like the June Bug or something. You and got it was, some yeah some, some and kid. it was a phone that you could literally load like three numbers on and it was like yeah. dad grandma's house and an emergency and, and you can right. still you know lock the I mean? smartphones down pretty well yeah. you just gotta be you just gotta right. look for tutorials and, and actively do it and I mean yeah. obviously you're buying your kid like a three. <laughs> right, like both, a like, both my kids have better phones than I do. So. Literally, so you do. So both of your kids do. So I guess it's yeah, Valent, well, I mean, Valent is six, and he's got an iPhone six, and Aiden is thirteen, and he has an iPhone seven. He's had a smartphone since 
I don't know. He, there weren't really out when he was young, but since he was probably seven or eight. Last yeah. Christmas. What kind of restrictions do you put on a, on an iPhone for a six year old though? He he uses he plays he plays games. You know. Just yeah. But, but, Clash it, Royale, but is it, but is it a fully functional? Video. It's a fully functional fully fun? phone. It doesn't work as a phone. Oh, but it works. It does everything else. It just doesn't call because it doesn't have. I mean, I guess now that I'm thinking about yeah. it too, both of my kids have iPads, so Which, I need to go back yeah, and rethink that. There's a really yeah, no difference. Yeah. Okay. Right? No, you're right. You're yeah. right. Well, that's well, that's like, interesting. So you're not using it for a phone, and then you can then restrict the. Which is funny because that's the for the internet or something. For, like, yeah, if you can you can set um, screen time, app time for individual apps, total apps. Okay. Right. And you can also. Uh, the phone, even though it doesn't have service, can still do emergency calls. Well, that's good. Yeah. And so then when I switched uh, my carrier, mm -hmm. there was a buy one, get one free, and I already had a phone that I was carrying over to it. So I gave my wife a phone, and I gave my son a phone. And he had a number, and he, I mean, he still got it, but he's just on restriction from it right now. Yeah. But, uh, you know, he, that way he's not grabbing my phone to use YouTube every five minutes, you know, and, and but we restrict the apps that he's allowed to use. He has to ask for permission before he installs any apps. We go through it, the whole thing with him. I, I go through the phone, you know, once every two, three days to monitor him. And, and he's so are they are either one of them on social media? No, no, they don't okay. want to be. Aiden is 13 years old and he is he, he sees his friends on like the um like his like Blizzard app, you know, because mm -hmm. and then he right. has like him and a, a large group of his school friends have a like sort of running group. To, uh, was it the iMessage? Yeah, it's like a right. running group iMessage where they just post memes and gifts and text. So I would argue that Facebook is dying. Social so. social media in the way that we kind of the, that it, that it's so rapidly expanded is now. I don't think you're going to have to worry about that type of social media the with your children. The genius of it, though, is that every f website or app that you get, you can sign in through Facebook if you don't want to take the time to do it. Right. Which and I is, don't think that's ever going to go away. I don't away. think that's ever going to go away, but I think that the way, that Facebook, I, I think the way yeah. that Facebook was utilized in the past is dying. I don't see... Oh, yeah. I don't really see... It, it's. I mean, it's because... So, uh, so and this can, we can get into a deeper, more philosophical conversation about narcissism, mm -hmm. but people are not utilizing social media to hold conversations anymore. People are utilizing social media to just be like me 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 right. me look mm -hmm. at me and we live for the likes and yeah. and everybody wants the recognition and it's the celebrity me so, lifestyle yes so and and so to bring this to and so to bring this back on what you guys are saying um i do agree i mean the, the high school students that i work with don't have facebook pages uh which took me a little while well, to because everybody has instagram right and everybody so has got, snapchat what right. you really want to look out for is snapchat don't let your freaking kids get snapchat <laughs> So and this is and so this is what I'm going to tell you. So this is where I, I come down to uh, uh, as dealing with any type of social media. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you, and I am most mostly looking at high school students and uh, middle school students and high school students for this. Um, there's a time for privacy. Uh, social media is not it. Yeah. Um, and so I think I've I've worked with hundreds and hundreds of parents, and I've seen a bunch of different approaches to social media. The one the 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 kind of combining the best that I've seen from the suggestions from all of those parents. Um, is that they uh, uh, they have basically set up the deal with the teenager when they want to set up so when they want to start social media and they explain you don't get you can have a social media account if you feel when, when, once you as a parent feel that they're ready uh, but you don't get you don't get privacy I get all of your logins yep I get all of your passwords yeah uh, and I'm not saying that I will go through it I'm not saying that I'm, I'm I don't really want to see all the details of your life but uh, but I reserve the right to and go through and check and you don't even have to go through and look at all their stuff make sure the logins work. 
And that, I think, will take care of a bit of it until, of course, you get to the world of duplicate accounts. Well, and, and a big part of this, too, is knowing your kid. Absolutely. Overall. Like, my kid is, he's just the sweetest kid ever, and he's a horrible liar. <laughs> and so, right. if I walk into the room, let's say he's in his room on his phone, and I walk in and he goes, hi, dad. And the first thing he does is throw his phone under the bed or under a pillow. I know something's up. Right. <laughs> if I walk in and the kid's playing on the phone and he just looks up and he goes, hey, what's up? Then I know that nothing's going on. Yeah. Right. You know, and kids will try to be sneaky, but they're not good at it. Yeah. And well, it depends on your kid, though. Yeah. My, my it does. four-year-old is already one sneaky, manipulative, flirtatious asshole. But you'll still catch him every time. But right he's now. your son. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, I know he's my you, fault. Did I'm not you saying, expect yeah. any different? No. I'm confused. And actually, <laughs> you, you got lucky you didn't have kids. I mean, uh, girls, remember? I mean, right. uh, the, I think the biggest piece, though, I think the most important piece has nothing to do with social media itself, and that has to do with communication. Yeah. Um, teenagers, six through twelve, need an adult that they can talk to, and that adult mm-hmm. is probably not you as the parent. They need a they need an adult that is not mom or dad that they feel safe going to talk to. Maybe an uncle, an aunt, a grandma, whoever it happens to be. Mm-hmm. They need a grown-up that they feel comfortable talking to because while you as a parent are gonna catch when something's wrong, the odds of you being able to get it out of them is gonna is not as high as it needs to be. Yeah. And that is where you can utilize another adult that they trust, try to get them to go talk, try to get the adult to go talk, because there are a lot of really screwed up sick and twisted dangers in social media yeah i will counter argue that facebook does this thing you know it used to be an app that you had to install and then it used to be a random thing that happened and now there's actually a section that you can navigate to on facebook that is literally just called today in the past and it will show you everything that you ever posted right. on this exact day for all of the years that you've ever had facebook Which is terrible and how we're all, will our children ever go oh my god i sucked so much if we don't let them have social media early <laughs> so that they can have that self-reflective moment are you like, kidding what? i can already tell you how much i sucked <laughs> i don't need facebook to remind me um but yeah but i think that's a big piece the social media piece i think you, you but, th- that is that is a re- that that actually is probably the most legitimate danger that you need to keep an eye out for because especially when dealing with teenagers you the the possibility for doing significant damage is 100% real mm-hmm. yeah um and, and listen you can't stop the message right these kids especially if they have the devices they're going to have a they're going to find a way to communicate and get around any of your rules so, this is why you should be diligent and and knowing what's happening um, one of the tricks that I've done is if you, if you get them a phone when they're a little younger, not not five, but <laughs> nine, ten, sure, eleven, twelve, before they're full teenagers, you know they're not going to have the ability or have their own email accounts or any of that stuff set up. So you get to put them on yours or mm-hmm. create one that you exclusively have access to. Mm-hmm. And if it's an iPhone one, like an iCloud, you can just go to the iCloud and see every app they have installed. You basically can see everything they ever do right from the cloud. Um, That's true. Without installing anything extra, like yeah. no extra work done. That's and true. And one of the beauty things of it is, you know. I let my, my 13 year just ride his bike wherever I let him because I can track him on his iPhone. Like, yeah. where's he at? Just pop it up. Like, my our parents never had the security of anything. Oh like my that. God. Like, right. I, I, my, Have like, any of you guys seen the movie The Lovely Bones? No. no. Lovely it's, Bones. It's horrifying. It's It takes place in like the 70s, I think. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's about this girl who gets abducted on her way home from school. And it's like half the movie is the parents freaking out trying to find her. And it's a, oh, like yes. a one mile yes, I area have seen that, that she could have f- disappeared within. And it's these parents going nuts. And me and my wife looked at each other and went, 
thank God our kids are never going to leave the house without yeah. a phone in their pocket. Right, right. Because yeah. I can't imagine. <sighs> okay. Um, last piece, point five. Just some real quick best practices. Just some stuff to keep in mind. Um, the thing I would say, uh, going back to the younger kids side here, mm-hmm. the, the the I think the most useful piece that has come out that I, that I've come across for as far as the technology is concerned, because iPads and all these other kind of things are concerned, it's not for them. It's for you. So um, if I'm at a restaurant and I want to have a conversation with a grown up, I shove an iPad in front of my kids so that I can have a conversation <laughs> with a grown up. If I come home from work and it's been a very long day and my children are all, are about to drive me nuts and I'm about to lose my damn mind. I turn on the TV and I park my kids in front of it because I need a minute Yeah. because I needed time so that I can engage with my kids in a way that is intelligent and meaningful mm-hmm. and not just dad having a shitty day of work and coming home and taking it out on the kids. Right. So, <laughs> which if you watch any like old sitcom, it was always the opposite. It was like the kids running to talk to dad when he gets home and then be like, go away. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's just, you know, and you, I, I think and there's, Al Bundy's still my hero. Sorry. Exactly. It does. You need it. You do. You need a minute to roughly you need yeah. a minute to get your shit together so that you can engage proper. And there's nothing wrong with using that time to shove the, make your kids go watch something educational for a minute. So they're happy while you get a chance to breathe. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and the last piece there, uh, those are two of the pieces. The other piece of it, I'm going to tell you is to be flexible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, technology is changing very quickly. So are children, so are needs, so are society. And you want to make sure that you're, you've got a policy that makes sense. Yeah. And I think in the opposite direction, you know, you have to be careful when it comes to the privacy settings and the, and the, the accessibility. And I mean, you know, that, that comes down to your relationship with your child is build the trust with them and don't be all up in their stuff because you know, you don't have to, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Right. Like, because that's it, a lot of work it can go, on you as well. Yeah, well, and it can go <laughs> well, and it can go too far in the opposite yeah. direction. You want your kid to feel like you trust them, right? Well, I mean, or even my wife, who was a who was the opposite of me, I think, really, she was a good child from the word go. Still laughs about how she used to like she would leave the house and dress completely properly, uh, but she'd have like a skimpier shirt oh, or yeah. something like that, like shoved underneath her clothes or shoved in a bag or whatever. Oh yeah, um, you, you know, change the second she left the house, and I'm like, and my wife was a good kid. You know, I was actually just remembering the, when we took my son's phone away, it was because he asked us to. Wow. Wait, why? He was playing in um, Roblox, uh-huh. which is kind of a... It's a Minecraft-ish. Uh-huh. It's not Minecraft-ish. It's a build-your-own-game yeah. polygon type thing. But uh, you can build your own game, invite people to play it and all that. Mm-hmm. So he was playing the game with, with these people, and he by mistake, accidentally shot at the wrong character oh. yep. and killed the guy who made the map. Oh. And that that guy went through, that guy I'm saying, he's probably also like nine years old, um, uh, sent him a message through Discord saying, never play in my, my area again. Oh. And so my kid comes running to me crying, saying I'm the worst person in the world. <gasps> Stop it. And we were like, okay, well, yeah, you, yeah, but this isn't happening anymore. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so yeah. we're, we're taking a breather. I'm legitimately tearing up. Like that yeah. story is so sad. Yeah, <laughs> uh, what a uh, jerk. Uh, yeah, to, uh, I probably are, just called another nine year old a jerk, but whatever. Don't um, be a jerk. Children are children are terrible. Could, could be a sixteen year old. Could be a forty two year old. We have no idea. Oh, it's a college age kid, most likely. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so the the last piece there that I want to tell you here, and I know this is going to sound a little strange, but take your studies with a grain of salt. 
Yes. Um, oh my God. There is, uh, uh, as I was doing research for this piece, uh, and I was kind of reviewing the, the, the studies, I found the study from the American Pediatric Society that said you keep it down. Listen. And then I read a counter study that was done <laughs> that showed that, uh, the, that the pediatric study recommendations were too lenient. And then I found another study that said uh, that the study was actually accurate, but it needed to be looked at from a different direction. So, so I think there is there is an excellent parody that encapsulates this idea. Um, if you've never seen it, uh, do yourselves a favor and look up if Google was a guy. Yeah. And <laughs> it's it's basically just like a line of people standing outside of a door of an office, and one by one they sit down in front of this guy sitting at a desk, and they ask him questions that you would normally type into Google. And there's this one where it's this woman. And she's sitting in front of him with this really smug look on her face. And Google, the person, the guy, mm-hmm. has a stack of paper taller than his head and then one piece of paper on the other side. And it's like, here's 999,000 results that say that autism is not linked to vaccinations and one result that says it does. And she snatches the one and she goes, I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> and walks out of the room. <laughs> yep. And that's the problem with Internet research nowadays. Is Confirmation like, bias. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, so yes, absolutely. So take these things with a grain of salt. So there, there you go. If you have other thoughts, questions, concerns, if you think I'm way off, uh, if you gave your two month old a smartphone and, <laughs> and introduced I mean, him to Gamergate, right? I mean, if that's what you <laughs> well, did, I mean, you know, you're puppies. not going to let him outside. So what, what are they going to do? That's yeah. true. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I did, I will say I, you know, I, I do my, my kids do have a Facebook page. They uh, do. Right. But, they but it's not their Facebook page. It's, it's you posting adorable pictures of your children. It's mostly to spare. Yeah. yeah, it's for people who don't want to see bunches of pictures of my kids because <laughs> I don't want to see pictures of your kids, so I just assume nobody wants to see pictures of my kid. Um, although he's got like 190 friends, which is more than you have, right? No, no. <laughs> I have too many though. I should really do the purge. You've never thing. done a purge? I have not. Oh, I do a purge all the time. It's really great. I don't care that much. It's another problem with Same social here. media is you're like, oh, I don't like that opinion. I don't need to see it anymore. I actually do. I so I actually have a. Uh, probably about a couple dozen people that I've maintained because I force myself to see views that differ from my own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it makes me angry. Uh, so I, I don't, but it also keeps me from looking at Facebook too long. But there is so. that, there is that gr- when they repost a, a meme that, you know, is completely just the worst. There's that whole like block anything from this source. Yeah. yeah. Facebook has gotten really, really Which is like, great. great about, you know, like, Hey, you don't want to see this anymore, but you don't want to piss people off by unfriending them. Guess what? You can unfollow and then they'll think that you're still friends and you won't see any of the crap that they post. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can completely forget that that person's a white nationalist. Yeah. Everyone, <laughs> every once in a while, somebody will like something that I'm like, how are you still? Oh, Oh boy. You've been unfollowed since 2007. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. Uh, but again, folks, share your thoughts. Uh, debate them to talk about them. See what's going on. Uh, moving on. Okay, so for our B-roll, uh, there's been a ton of Star Wars crap that dropped, and I think we need to take just a second to kind of recap for you guys. Cause just, just a second. The the Oh, I thought you wanted me to pause. No, I'm t- I was just no. saying. Like, like, obviously, there's, obviously there's no way that we're going to turn B-roll into another hour-long conversation. It's only Star Wars. Right. I mean, there's not that much to say, right? <laughs> so um, there's been a, a handful of things we're going to do. So spoilers for the end of Star Wars Rebels. Um, just a very, I guess, a minor spoiler at the very, very end. Um, uh, you've been warned, I guess. Uh, Hera has a kid. <gasps> so Gasp. His, dun, dun, dun. This is a, this does not seem like a big deal, but for, if you are a Star Wars fan at all, it actually is a humongous deal. His name is Jason Sabula, Sindula, sorry, Jason Sindula, uh, and it's like nice Jewish boy. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and this is important for a bunch of reasons. One, 
This is the first and only, uh, from as far as I can, as far as I can find, mm-hmm. uh, within the current canon. So with both of those little things there, uh, interspecies child in the Star Wars and Star Wars canon. So uh, he's got a Twi'lek mother and a human father. But wasn't Anakin's parentage a woman oh, and a bunch of Metachlorians? So that's that's piece number one, and I think that <laughs> can kind of represent where where things are going. He said current canon. We all know that one through three aren't current canon, all right? That's true. They Me actually, of all people making that mistake. <laughs> what I think is interesting, though, is that actually you, know, you talk about that, but there was that line in The Last Jedi I think that was very interesting hmm. that kind of puts the prequel trilogy in, in a different light. When he, when he you know, as Yoda is talking to Luke, Yoda talks about how for a long time the Jedi's got so wrapped up in basically the, the, the science and lost the mystic. And I think that's a really interesting way to kind of gently gloss over all of that. Yeah, I think that was... Rain Johnson saying, yeah, that screw Metaglorians. Yeah, that wasn't an accident. Yeah. Um, so Jason Sandula, however, represents, uh, there, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of rumors going around that he actually is one of the Knights of Ren, mm. uh, one of the folks that follows Kylo Ren mm-hmm. when, when that piece goes down. That doesn't quite track, but he may have been one of Luke's students. Um, Which Kylo would then would have murdered. Possibly, Yes. Uh, but he is going to also be a child of a force user, which is not uh, supposed to happen. And so I think that's going to open up a whole lot of things to, to go on there. Um, there's not, because there's not a whole lot of children of force users. Uh, the last two were Luke, Luke and Leia. Right. So, um, so there's going to be some interesting pieces going on there. We know that Ryan Johnson's going to be doing three new movies. And Ben. Um, ben, and ben was also the, the child of a force user. Ben Kenobi? Yeah. Well, no, Ben... Solo. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. Yes. And we saw how well that went. Yeah. yeah. And, and maybe Ray. <laughs> and maybe we'll decide if, they, if Ray's parents actually are exist or not or whatever. I'm so given up on that storyline. It's um, funny. Good. You should. The stable boy. <laughs> the, um, so Ryan Johnson's got his trilogy going on that, pro- that may very well feature the stable boy uh, mm-hmm. that we see in The Last Jedi. Yeah. But then it was also announced this week that John Favreau is uh, going to start, is going to helm a live action Star Wars series. And I saw a lot of people shitting on this and I don't understand why. Let me, yeah. So let me break down real quick why this is a huge freaking deal. Can, can somebody tell me why people are shitting on it? I don't know. Because everyone's hateful and we can't have anything that we enjoy. John again. Favreau <laughs> is the father of the MCU. I know. Exactly. We know. We know. So John Favreau directed the original Iron Man, <sighs> which is what really launches the entire MCU. Uh, and he has done some amazing work. And we are going to get from John Favreau a live action Star Wars series. That's not a thing. Um, and the last time he got a series being Iron Man, they were like, all right, so well, we're going to try to do this thing, but we only have like a C team kind of guy. Do your best with it. And he made freaking Iron Man. Yeah. Right. And it's, a lot of people don't, won't remember this from the time, from when it originally happened, but Iron Man was a no-name, crappy, star, uh, throwaway comic book character. Not throwaway, but he definitely was B- He was not C- a headliner. C-team. Yeah, you didn't... He was he was a part of a superhero team, and that's what he basically did. Yeah. Um, so th- John Favreau has got an amazing talent, and now bring a live action series, which we have not seen, to the to a to a television screen is 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 insane. 
and will open up an opportunity to look at a lot of things way more in depth. Because as we have found, mm-hmm. you can do a whole lot more with a TV show than you can with a movie when you yeah. talk about stories and developing abilities and all these other kinds of stuff. Um, it's also worth noting that Re- where Rebels goes, the Rebels has paved the way, the series that just ended where we see Jason Sandula, where Rebels has paved the way for a lot of things that we see in the movies. The first time we see somebody travel through space without a spacesuit is before Leia does it in Last Jedi, mm-hmm. Kanan Jarrus does it in Star and, and Rebels. Hmm. And there's a couple other examples here, which is why seeing them start to explore time travel in Rebels is, is going to be noteworthy for what they decide to do next with the series. Seeing them uh, have uh, uh, this child of a Force user like this is going to be an interesting point for where they go next in the can series. They, can they use the time travel to go back and kill Jar Jar Binks? Uh, I'd prefer they just went ahead and made him the super evil Sith Lord. Yeah. I think that would be much more interesting than just killing him off personally. True. But, I mean, you watch you watch the you watch, uh, uh, the, the, the Clone Wars cartoon. He's responsible for death. <laughs> like he ends up getting really good people killed. Yeah, multiple times. I'm a big fan of that theory. It's the only thing that w- could possibly make those prequels palatable for me. Is that theory? I, well, the prequels are not all bad, hmm. and I'll tell you that the more they do stuff around them, like Rebels, like mm-hmm. like the Clone Wars, mm-hmm. uh, like some of the stuff in the Last Jedi, actually starts to make the prequels, I think, better and better and better. It- not good. Uh, okay. I mean, so maybe so when you say the prequels, you mean like the storyline of the prequels, not the actual prequels themselves. Not the execution. Because nothing's gonna make the execution any better. Nothing's gonna make the acting any better. Nothing's gonna make the shitty dialogue any better. <laughs> I blame the dialogue more than I blame the acting. I hate sand. Okay. <laughs> I I think that right. I, I think that the problem there was more dialogue than it was acting, mm-hmm. but I don't think that the movie was. I think that the I think the prequels at this point suffer from a little bit of of of, of Nickelback. Mm-hmm. Oh no, yeah, for sure. We, I we, mean, we should have a, like a viewing party of and have Nickelback. And, That's great. <laughs> well, they're you, they're an adjective now. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. It's true. Like everybody, they're also a verb. Yeah, you really Nickelbacked that one. Right. Well, everybody <laughs> hates Nickelback. But I can't figure out what Nickelback did that was so much more egregious than. Have any you other ever? Rock band. You need to look up. Um, the, there's many YouTube videos where it's two Nickelback songs played directly over top of each other, and you just like it. It's not. It's this. It's and there's the whole thing about the lead singer being like the worst guy ever. Okay, I'm just gonna put this out there. If those are things you're concerned about, don't start digging into <laughs> any other rock bands. Because you're going to find a lot of rock bands no, that no, no, have no, no, horrifically no. screwed up lead singers and songs that all sound an awful lot alike. No, no, no. This was a guy that was just like, hey, everybody, look at how much of an asshole I am. As opposed to people that do, I think, do digging. I think, I think the problem, if you really want to get elitist about it and break it down, the problem with Nickelback is they did become kind of wildly popular. Mm-hmm. And they're not... Uh, they, they're not it's not only that they're not talented but it's like they're not trying they didn't try and they became wildly popular and and and, and to 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 an extreme extent extre- degree not, mm-hmm. not an extreme extent haters That's, gonna hate I, kinda, I, don't, uh, I don't hate Nickelback. Not, but I'm it's on, like I'm if Logan the, Paul started a band, they would be Nickelback. I'm on. I'm on the. I'm on the band. <laughs> no, I'm on no, the bandwagon of the fact. No, that he's very much that like it's that like guy. Humorous to hate on Nickelback, right? Like it's yeah. funny to hate on Nickelback, but like. I don't hate. I, I'm. I. Oh my god! I think I'm kind of like with Al on this one. Like they're I don't, their own. They're their own meme. Right. Well, yeah. the thing too is like once I started really thinking about Nickelback, like 
I was like, what I I I don't I didn't really understand. Once it, there was actually there's a stand-up comedian who does this whole bit that was floating around on on, on social media, and he talked about what Nickelback and Guy Ferrari Ferrari Fieri <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, Guy Fieri. Yeah. Whatever. What did he ever do to anybody? Like people hate both of these groups so much, and I think the prequels are to bring it back a bit of the same thing. No, nope. I think part of the Ooh. issue here. I think part of the issue here pew, with the pew, prequels. Shots fired. I think part of the issue with the prequels mm-hmm. is that it is very trendy to hate them, and that we have to understand that. Do we need you, to talk about Jar Jar again? I'll tell you what. You jump down ten or fifteen years from our age group. And you're going to find people that have a very different opinion of the prequels. Yeah, they're going to look at that movie. Well, gonna, that's the most racist thing I've ever seen in my but life. But if you, even in our age range, if you jump back two years, you'll find people who love Ewoks. You jump forward two years, you find people who hate Ewoks. Right. It's the same thing. <gasps> are we are we saying again that humans are very complex and opinions differ? <laughs> well, all I'm saying is that I think that I think that that while the prequels are not good movies. Uh, I don't think they deserve the visceral hatred that they are given. That wasn't, I didn't mean to make that a fuego take. I didn't mean to make that big <laughs> controversial statement. I certainly didn't mean to start no. defending Nickelback. Well, I mean, but yeah, that's right? like, kind of where we, where did this go? But, um, but I think, I mean, I, I think, I think there's, I think that the prequels, I, as I, I had, uh, you know, we had professor stone who is a, a prequel apologist. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and uh, not a prequel sympathizer. <laughs> no, he's a prequel apologist and he maintains that the prequels are pretty good. So I, he, he gave me a whole long spiel and I went and after the spiel, I went back and forced myself to watch episodes one through three again. And they were not as bad as I recall. There's some terrible scenes. There's some horrible dialogue. Well, what is it? What do, what do they call like the kind of like mass? There's a word for it when 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 people remember things like when mass groups of people remember things that didn't actually happen. Like for example, everyone thinks that there was a movie called Shazam with Shaq in it when really that never happened. Kazam. There's a movie called Kazam with um, what's his name Sinbad, right? But everyone is like Jack also played a genie in some movie. Yes, he did. But he did not play a genie in a movie called Shazam, which everyone will will maintain that actually happened. People also think that the 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 called the Mandela effect. The Mandela effect. The the people. Yeah, because because, I'm not even going to no, but no, because that's legitimately a thing. It's not horseshit. It is. No, it's not. And that's no, no, it's horseshit because it's people that that propagate the Mandela effect are saying that humans have gone back in time and changed things oh. and that's why we misremember them. Well, that's... Okay, yes. <laughs> it's, that, it's no, that's, that's horseshit. Yeah. And it's mind. the most basic things like like Gordon's, uh, Gordon's fish sticks. Right? Yeah. Well, listen, no. So, so like, this, Because if so, you changed a logo sometime in the last 40 years, no, no, somebody no. must okay. have traveled through so fucking get a, time. So, so get, a, get away from that. Obviously, that's ridiculous. So, but, but the reason that it's called the Mandela effect is because at a certain point in time, like if you ask people, like we all know that Nelson Mandela died like very recently. However, there was a point in time when mass groups of people maintained the belief that he died like in the eighties, like in and, jail. And if you ask people about it, they'd be like, yeah, Nelson Mandela died. And it was like, yeah, like that, you know what I mean? And it's, and I don't know, it's not time travel and it's not changing things about history, but what it is, it's is mass it's, stupidity. It's mass. Well, it's mass. It's mass. <laughs> misinformation yeah. right and and you know what i mean and it's it's a kind of a phenomenon right and so i think it's, and it's it's i mean it's the same thing it's the same thing that you know says a person is smart but people are stupid yes you know you sit and talk with an individual and you'll find that they have incredibly nuanced and thoughtful ideas but if you put them in a group of people it tends to devolve to the lowest common denominator all right k yeah k 
Kay was absolutely correct. Men in Black for life, son. Nah. What's up? <laughs> um, Not, so, that was a good one. I was one. proud of you that for was, that. I was proud of both What's of you that? for that one. So the but bring all bringing this all the way back. I think that the more that I think that some of the things that Star Wars has done since the prequels has been a bit of a collective effort to say, okay, we can't get rid of the shitstorm. How do we clean this up a bit? And so they've done things like what Ryan Johnson does, but like what the Clone Wars cartoon series did, like what Rebels did. Rogue that kind of helps that uh, a Rogue One that I think kind of helps to make that make a Rogue little one. bit more sense. And I think that if you get, I think that I think there's something there. And I think as we look at the future of it, we look at the future of Star Wars. Um, I think we're gonna you're gonna start to see we've got a new trilogy coming from Ryan Johnson, an entire trilogy from Ryan Johnson. We've got a new series from John Favreau. We've got a new. Uh, we, we we we're introducing in Rebels. We've introduced a lot of really really interesting pieces that we'll have to see what happens next. That doesn't touch the humongous amount of material that is being created on almost a daily basis that is now canon. Yeah. So while they may have wiped out the expanded universe when Dis- when Disney bought it, they may have wiped out the expanded universe. I am curious to know when this when the current stuff. Eclipses the amount of stuff that was available before. Ooh, because it won't take long. Yeah, it's it's coming quick. The number of comics and novels and and not just novels. Is let's be honest here. Outside of the Timothy Zahn trilogy, there's not a whole lot of Star Wars books that you need that you really need to go read. Like of the original, uh, out of the original, what we can now call the Legends. I think Legends, whatever it is, the old expanded universe. Like, yeah. like there's outside of Timothy Zahn stuff. There's not a whole lot of stuff that you really need to go read. I have not read a bad Star Wars book in the new canon yet, and I've read now probably half a dozen and loved every single one of them. The bar has been raised, and Disney is doing some insane stuff with it. My only question is, what does Disney think about purchasing Star Trek? (laughs) (laughs) Gate, gate. Can we please start with gate? You can have Stargate first. Star Trek's not doing Discovery. I still haven't seen the season finale for season one of Discovery, but it wasn't. Oh, guess what I saw? Huh? The season finale of Stargate Origins. How, how was that? The worst. Yeah. The worst. I'll be I'll be uh, uh, guesting on uh, There's No Place Like Terra either next week or the week after to share my Fuego take. All right. Because they actually enjoyed some of it. So I think that we started off shameless plugs. Before we do that, I guess we'll let you have another uh, time with Liz's mom. Let's do Liz's One mom. One more time with Liz's mom. Can we change that? Can no, we, can that be- not one more time. We need lots more time with Liz's yeah. mom. <laughs> Don't get rid of that. I need that. We need that. Sorry. Uh, so fun story. Um, my mom bought a, th- a thesaurus, and when she got home from the bookstore, she unwrapped it and opened it up, and all the pages were blank, and she said that there just were no words to describe how angry she was. <sighs> Patreon.com slash for geeks sake. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, that's a thing that happened. Yep. All right. Uh, shameless plugs. You got any, so you're going to Nixie and Grace. You're going to let us know when that happens. Yep. And as always, you can find me at uh, epiceventsorlando.com for all your DJ service needs. That's right. You did a great gig over at the Orlando Science Center this past weekend. Why, thank you. What did fun. you do? It was a wedding. <gasps> that's fun. Yeah. But he, uh, he, did, he did good work. I was actually there. And he, uh, my, man, my man has gotten better with age. <laughs> Shout out to Aaron and Nick. Congratulations, you guys. Congratulations, Aaron and Nick. They were good people, too. I, liked, I, I, liked I did a wedding this weekend, too. But yeah, you, you, you did a big I'm cake, not right? A DJ. I made a wedding cake. How'd that go? Yeah, I guess I'd like to shamelessly plug myself. Yeah. Oh. 
<laughs> I'm a baker, so that was everyone. That one, one hour, 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Eli, if you want to tag that for the video. Um, <laughs> so the cake went well. The cake went well. I made a wedding cake. Great, great. You've been trans- I needed to transport it all over to all the stuff with it. An hour and a half. It was terrifying. I would be terrified, it too. It was terrifying. Uh, did you guys know that there are a lot of freaking potholes on I-4? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Actually, there's actually just a handful of smooth sections of I-4, yeah. I think, is really the way. Yeah, it's really, yeah. It's, it's not about the amount of potholes. It's about the amount of smooth sections, right. which is not a lot. Not not tons. That's but, good. Uh, some, for, some for geek's sake trivia, one of my favorite things in life is when a wedding cake falls over <laughs> or just sort of melts into itself. Because I've seen many <laughs> of them. Just and evil. It's amazing. <laughs> God, you're giving you're you're giving poor Liz a, like an aneurysm over Someone there. Someone give me a paper bag. Uh, anything else you wanted to shamelessly plug? Uh, Derby. That's a, a thing. A, duh. Uh, March thirty first, we got a game coming up. Talked cool. about it last week. Cool. Be there or be a quadrilateral. Okay. Is that, Is that a shape? Yeah, get it. Square. I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm going to limit you to the square. You pick your own four-sided okay. shape that you want to be. Oh. You'd be whatever kind of quadrilateral you want to be. Maybe a rectangle, maybe a yeah. rhombus. Exactly. Trapezoid. Trapezoid. Mm-hmm. Trapezoid what, what? up in this hizzy. That's beautiful. Uh, Elijah, things uh, you'd like to. Uh, yeah. Um, so uh, we like, car- me and Al, at least we love cartoons. Al and I. True. Al and I. Actually, me and Lodge is a one word. I would say Al and I, but it's it's it doesn't it, it's like one word. No, I need to differentiate myself from Al. Right. Hey, if you just want to speak bad English, that's your Eli and Al love cartoons. <laughs> there we go. So uh, so there's this Voltron, this newer Voltron series on Netflix. God, it's amazing. You know who else is a huge fan? Hmm. T. Bradford Petrino of uh, uh, he's uh, he's down Esquire. on the Voltron. Oh, he's been Let he's been you. he's been pushing me. On. I've the mo- I've seen it because of him. You, you want the the history of Voltron. You want the origin story. You want the, man. Everything about it is fantastic. It, the the first couple episodes were a little hard for me to get into, but, but towards the back end of season one and then starting oh. to season two, it has gotten really really good. And I think I'm on season three now. And all I can say is, man, Netflix is doing an amazing job. Yeah, on this, on these, I don't know if they're necessarily original content, but they're purchasing it and put it on their service before anyone else can. And I guess cartoons are cheap because they're getting lots yeah. and lots of them. By the way, actually, that yeah. reminded me. I was listening to another podcast that's uh, recorded out of Australia, and they get Star Trek Discovery on Netflix. Oh yeah, every other country but the United States gets mm-hmm. it, and to the point where they were of the opinion that that was like Netflix give gave them the budget. And the plot points. We're number one. Mm-hmm. We're no. Yeah. Uh. There's a handful of things you can do in Google Chrome to change your, uh, to be able to fool Netflix so that mm. it looks like you're coming from a different country and then you can access it. We'll talk about that later. So, uh, we'll talk about that on a, uh, not that I would, on a freaking sake bonus. <laughs> not that I would ever suggest it. Patreon only. Uh, but yeah, so there's, yeah, but no, Voltron's absolutely legit, man. I, yeah, it's, it's good stuff. Uh, I've got a couple things. So I am stuck. I just, I don't, this is, this happened to me on, on our, uh, I had a little, little guy's trip and uh, where yep. I nerded out from, and while I was on this trip, uh, Eli and uh, uh, I think it was, it was Dan, um, I think it was Dan Wayne. Uh, yeah. Dan Wayne and you introduced me to lo-fi uh, and I have, <laughs> oh my God. Wait, we're talking about lo-fi again. Yeah. Wait, did we talk about lo-fi on the show or just no. like in, okay. No, no, no. Okay. So I, I was going to plug it, but I couldn't remember if it was, if we talked about it in the show no, or not. But no, for no, no. our loyal yeah. listeners, uh, we've been hearing about lo-fi like some Dresden files lately. Lo-fi hip hop. Dude, it is. And there's a YouTube one with the anime chick who's mm-hmm. studying like a picture. Like it's not, it's not anywhere kind of a weird thing. Like she's 
fully dressed. Everything's boring. Yeah. But she's sitting there reading a book with a cat. It's a live stream that goes yeah, yeah. on forever. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good channel. It is. That's one of my favorites. It is. It's what I listen to at work to keep from losing my goddamn mind. <sighs> so, uh, also, did you notice that John Oliver is a list- listens to the show? No. What? Yeah, John Oliver is apparently a fan of the show. Is he a Patreon? Not yet, but I keep better back us a decent level. Mm-hmm. So he actually covered Bitcoin uh, after we did. Mm-hmm. Oh. In a big way. He did. Can I tell you right now, though? If you, so it's worth checking out. His explanation of the blockchain was god-awful. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the chicken nuggets? The chicken nugget part was fine. Okay. okay. <laughs> the chicken nugget part was fine. Yeah. But he missed so much of the blockchain. Well, he even said it. But to his defense, because this is John Oliver, and I love John Oliver, he said he's not going to attempt to explain blockchain. That's not what he was coming out to do this segment about. Right. But he missed, I think he missed some of the major points. Yeah. He also missed the single most important point about cryptocurrency that I think we, people really should be aware of. It's not crypto. <laughs> they, will, they need to work on that name. They really, it's not accurate. At all. So what you're saying is, as uh, um, for geeks' sake, is a good companion guide to your John Oliver segments. Uh, yeah, let's go with always. So always, okay. but but obviously we break the stories here. He just reports them later. That exactly. Mm. Well, he does mm. do very in-depth research. So it's, right. It, it takes, takes him a little, a little longer. It takes him Absolutely. a little longer. Absolutely. Yeah. I understand. Funny, we did a lot of in-depth research and still got it up way before him. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that we do better investigative journalism than uh, than last week tonight. Mm. I'm just not saying that we don't. Right. Right. So there you go. All right. That's going to. Th- Ooh. That's not going to do it. I've got, There's a thing. I've got another one. What's I am like diving head. Al, this is going to make you very happy. I'm diving head first into the world of board games. Oh, yeah. What yes. are you playing? Um. So I played one the other night that maybe you can help me out because you're more of a board game person because I don't remember the name, but it had something to do with Monsters in Tokyo. Oh, yeah. Attack on Tokyo. King of Tokyo. Yes. King of Tokyo. Yes. King of Tokyo. Yes. Yeah. And it was so much fun. And now I want to play all of the tabletops all of the time. Fantastic. And it's the best. We could, we could help with that. <laughs> we have, I don't think we have all of, uh, all of them, but we've got a lot. Yeah. So. So, so King of Tokyo is basically you pick a monster and you can get stars and you also have, you start off with health points and zero stars and you can enter Tokyo and you can either like attack or you can gain points to buy, you know, power ups or you can gain stars. So you can win two ways. You can get 20 stars and win, or you can kill everyone else and win, which, which one do you think my tactic was? Yeah. And which do you think I was not successful at? Mm. Okay. But it was fun. It's okay. Al's never wanted either. <laughs> I, <laughs> As I was playing, I was like thinking in my head, I was like, God, is this what Al feels like playing? All games? the time. Because <laughs> I'm very bad at this. <laughs> all right. All right. So, folks, we want to thank you so much uh, for listening. Let us know your thoughts on the show comments and all of those types of things. Want to give a big thank you to everybody here for showing up. A big thank you to our Patreon backers. Yeah, you guys actually showing up is a pretty big deal. Hey. Participation uh, trophies, everyone. <laughs> right? Uh, so make sure you check us out on all of the places you can check us out. We want to thank you so much once again for listening. Until next time, this is Al Sterling saying, Slice bread. Wow. This is the best thing since, well, ever. Yeah. <laughs>